Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What is up, Gypsy Gang? Welcome back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. My guest today is Zoe Hode. She is a radio presenter here on the Gold Coast, and I've been following her for a while on Instagram, and she's been very open uh, about her struggles with an eating disorder that has been a part of her life um, for yeah a really long time. And 2021 uh on the podcast i wanted to have some difficult conversations i wanted to have some conversations that i've never had before uh and this is a topic that i've really never um really never had a conversation around so uh, it was really eye-opening to hear about the things that zoe went through uh dealing with this just how many women in fact deal with these kinds of issues um and it's one in three women have some form of body dysmorphia or eating disorder in Australia. Um, so there's a lot of guys that listen to this podcast that you know may have a partner or a family member uh, going through something like this and were just kind of ignorant to it uh, in the way that I was. So hopefully this is a conversation that can help uh, you in your your own life. Um, it was definitely an interesting one for me to have. Uh, that wasn't all we talked about. We sort of ended up touching on a bunch of random stuff um really really enjoyed talking to zoe um and i was stoked that we were able to get this one done uh we are brought to you by the guys at boost mobile for australia's best prepaid uh packages you can head to boost.com.au we have been with these guys for an extremely long time a massive supporter of not only this podcast but motorsports and action sports in australia in general so boost.com.au you can buy one of their sim card sim cards pretty much anywhere uh, and you can also transfer your number across no matter what provider you're with now we're also brought to you by the guys at cricks tweed you can head to crickstweed.com.au uh, grab the phone number call up kyle organize a test drive they've got new and used cars there they are your one-stop shop uh, we're also brought to you by dry times pretty much the world's best hair. Uh, you can head to drytimes.com, use the code GYPSYTALES for 15% off. Uh, I really, really like using these towels for a number of reasons, uh, but maybe 
maybe the biggest reason is just how easy they are to fit into my bag. Uh, most towels take up so much room. These little bad boys just fold up to nothing. Uh, they're pretty much sand resistant as well. Just give them a quick shake. All sand comes off uh, and super absorbent. We're also brought to you by the guys at Dixon. You can head to dixonquality.com.au. Again, that code gypsytails is going to give you 15% off. We are slowly slowly coming into flano weather ronan's wearing his long sleeve shirt you know it's starting to cool down a bit here on the gc um so yeah Dick, uh not dixon yeah dixonquality.com.au got a bit lost there uh as always uh thank you very much for listening you can subscribe to our youtube channels plural uh we have got the full podcast uh going on gypsy tales podcast channel and then all of our clips are going on gypsy tales so uh give us a sub over there that way we can start making cash from the second youtube channel which would help us out um our merch store gypsytales.com uh give us a follow on instagram as well and if you are feeling frisky uh you could leave us a review on itunes uh that stuff definitely helps a lot as well uh tons of content coming at you over these next few weeks we have been working away pretty hard in this little dungeon um once again appreciate you all for listening enjoy this episode with zoe and we're back oh this studio is technical difficulties it's so weird to hear your voice in my ears when you're talking really yeah Yeah, so this is your first part well you're a radio presenter yeah but there's rarely another person there i used to have a co-host and now it's just me myself and i oh we're gonna have to turn zoe's mic up because we had very loud man in the studio before when he talked and then pull this pretty close and then yeah you'll be able to hear the difference so is it just you that it's just you that does that radio show yeah um it's not live though it's pre-recorded so it's not necessarily like a massive thing it definitely um yeah it gets lonely in there really so yeah. do you sit in there so how's the show work so it's a three-hour show wait cheers by the way oh yeah shout out mr consistent yeah thanks, tommy north we're doing the friday arvo thing this is mm. quite i actually like the idea of a friday arvo podcast with a drink that's good is it i feel like yeah that's good it's quite good you it's two ingredients one. you could buy that that's not bad for two ingredients yeah well done mr consistent yeah consistently delicious mm. <laughs> How do you know what to ask people? I, I don't. You don't? No, you just, no. Sit, and, just sit and chat. Right. So, yeah, so you just do the three hours by yourself. In yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like in totality, there's not that much time to talk because the ad breaks are 40 seconds. So yeah. it's like, what can you fit in 40 seconds? It's really not that long. So as much as I'd love to put like comedic things in there, it's like how much time can I dedicate to crafting something that's only really going to last mm. 20 seconds between the time I introduced myself, do an ad, it's kind of not enough time to do anything yeah. personal. Yeah. So I've been asking the um, Gold Coast audience if they um, would like to hear anything and I don't really get much back because I'm like, what am yeah. I supposed to? So I just I just go and I do it and I, I love it, but it, it is definitely like, radio is kind of a dying industry. Yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah. yeah. I wanted to do a podcast and... Um, here I am on one so yeah I'm surprised that this isn't this is your first one that you've done because like from following you on Instagram 
Like you actually seem like one of the you. This is this is your problem from my analysis. Please, honestly, like, I love when people tell my problems because I'm like, aha. Yeah, this is what I see. I look at you and I'm like, oh, she's too talented. She doesn't oh, know what. So the, nice. She doesn't know what the fuck to do. That's between, my like, biggest talent is not being able to use my talent. That's yeah. the apex of talent. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what I've gathered from following you on Instagram for a bit. It's kind of like. If someone gave you, like, to paint a picture, they were like, paint a picture, here's two colours, brown and green. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to paint a forest. But I'm like, I have all of these fucking colours, what am I going to paint? Mm. And I feel like that is very paralysing. Mm-hmm. Because the, if everything is possible, you have to... I don't know. I've definitely, like, tested the waters in different industries between stand-up comedy, music, acting, modelling. What else have I tried to do? Um, fitness stuff. But that's yeah. just become more of, like, a hobby. But between all of them, it's like, what, what are you going to, how are you going to juggle all of that? But yeah. I love them all so much that yeah. I don't know what baby to kill. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetically yeah. speaking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's honestly like, that's what I got from what you do. Yeah. I was just like, man, and it must be frustrating. Like, oh, poor me to be it very must be hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but seriously, like that is a actually, that is actually a thing. And I was talking to a friend about it the other day and i was like man honestly like if you're if you've got a kid and you've got like you know when they're like you can be anything and it's like okay you can be this this is what you could be yeah. from a young age like yeah. if someone like i'm super into jujitsu someone said to me like you can do jujitsu and that was it yeah. and then it excludes everything else from your brain and then you're just like all right cool i'll yeah. just focus on this yeah if someone said that to and you, you fall in love your, yeah and you, that's the best thing is when you see someone passionate about what they do and they fall in love with it, that's contagious. And I love that. I, I hate that I don't have that with the things that I could love because mm. there's too much, like there's there's only so much energy inside of me that I can disperse into different branches of, of the tree that is whatever the fuck I've got going on. Mm. So to try and... Jerry Seinfeld put it really well in a uh, Tim Ferriss podcast. He kind of talked about creativity as a like a, a stallion like this beautiful stallion and if you don't teach yourself how to ride it it will ride you mm. and like a lot of my creativity can also as much as it can be put into something that is um, like at the end of it beautiful because you've fine-tuned it and sculpted it into what you want it to be it can also work against you in that like i'm trying to think of an example but there's just too many where i've just absolutely flogged myself with like self-sabotorial things but it's just how it works it's like if you don't basically wrangle that horse it's going to definitely that is funny so i had um do you know luke kidgel comedian yeah i've I've seen his stuff and i saw that he came on your podcast the other day um which gave me like a bit more of like an e like yeah because it's kind of i guess it would be intimidating like i'm trying to this is so it kind of almost even speaks to what we're just talking about so like yeah. this general conversation like one of the things that we'll probably get into what well, i think would be cool to talk about if you're comfortable talking about is the eating disorder stuff that yeah you've gone totally through. yeah and to me it, i would like to have those conversations yeah. um as a dude that's yeah. never had that conversation and i'm sure yeah. that there's like a fuckload of dudes out there that have partners or sisters or parents or whatever. Three in five women have one. Yeah. So if you think your significant other hasn't got some level of questionable, whether it be body dysmorphia or just an unhealthy relationship with the way that they see themselves or Mm. actual steps in place to avoid or 
manipulate their shape, you're kind of naive. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm one of those dudes. Like, mm. I'm fucking naive about I don't, it. Not you know? to, like, put, be like, you yeah. guys suck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just mean, like, it's something that no one really comes out about because yeah. it's a very personal... It's a really you push it it's to the bottom of your heels as well, you know. Yeah, because like, I guess it can be associated with something like being wrong with you. Yes, and I found it interesting when I was unwell, um, when people would call it a disease, mm. because a disease in my mind, when I hear the word disease, I think of like a Gangrene. terminal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a, a like rotting a rotting flesh. fungus. Yeah. Like, yeah. But when I had an eating disorder, I was like. It's definitely not a disease because if you can control the outcome, mm. which I, I mean, I've been there. I can fucking say this. Yeah, can yeah. I swear? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, this ain't radio metro. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I when people would say, "Oh, this disease," I'm like, I think it's a disorder. Yeah. I really think a disorder is a more appropriate or a haunting because when you are in the headspace of an eating disorder it's not your thoughts and that's a really because um, mm. I wasn't myself when I was sick the mm. things that I did the the person I was I wasn't myself and I don't know how to um explain that to to someone who knows yeah, so, me now but like so that that's pretty interesting the way that you say that like so I'm pretty uh fuck I'm like a bit of a weirdo like uh spiritual medit not I wouldn't say spiritual but right, I'm glad like, I'm trapped in a shed with you yeah med- meditation <laughs> a bit type of a bit of meditation like I'm really into uh that and the the thoughts of what you just said of like the thoughts not being your own like yeah they're just like what thoughts are your own though like you kind of don't propagate thoughts in the way that we think we do yeah so then when something like that infiltrates your mind mm. and you like you can identify with the thoughts that make sense to you yeah but they're appearing out of fucking who's in my head (laughs) yeah but they're appearing out of nowhere even you know even the thoughts that you just accept as your own yeah because they make sense they're like they're in line with all of the other thoughts you've ever had yes but they come from fucking nowhere in the same way that you can like in the same way that you can say they weren't my thoughts yeah so it it makes sense that there is like this crazy confusion you're like where is that Mm. coming from and but when you act on them I think that becomes what makes it real. You manifest your own. Uh, I don't see. This is a weird thing because I, I don't even know what it was. It's just like a. I think the thoughts come from a set of beliefs, and then those negative beliefs manifest and mm. create the thought. And it's kind of like a splash against the rocks, where you're like, "Whoa, what was that like thing that I didn't conjure up consciously?" Mm. And so it comes at you from a left hand angle and uppercuts you, and then you get knocked out with like, "You should kill yourself," and you're like, "Oh." what yeah yeah and so like because you've been modeling for like a long time really since i was 13 and like how much because i mean if you look at it kind of like yeah like you pull back and you're like oh that chick that's been modeling since she was 13 and then down the road gets an eating disorder you're like oh that makes sense totally you know what i mean so like do you think that a part of just growing up the way that you did like it's probably not healthy to have a kid that's 13 to be like that worried about the way that they look Mm. i remember i threw up the first time when i was in grade eight or seven really so that's when it started so that yeah i was probably probably 13 but what i can't work out is when i started modeling pretty much full time and when my father left my life was the same age so Mm. i think about it and i go it's kind of a miracle if i didn't get an eating disorder because that was my pillow to fall on yeah because everything 
between puberty and my father leaving my life and getting bullied in school and then starting modeling and trying to like fucking wrangle all that it was like what do you call those sleds where you have those, all the dogs? Slay. They're all running like yeah. different directions. Yeah. I was like, ah, and I was like, it's just easy to nullify myself. Yeah. Well, that gives you some form of control, right? It was like all if about everything, control. Uh, if everything in your life's out of control yeah. and you can control like the... Food, weight, shape. Yeah. Mm. Kind of makes sense. It, when, like, because I ended up going into, I, I tried to save myself with it, but I remember doing things try and get an eating disorder because that to me was at a young age for some reason admirable I think it was like a a version of depression Mm. that I couldn't that I tried to like I I wanted to um this sounds so depressing but I can I mean I'm all right now but I wanted to basically disappear but not die it was more of like a I don't feel like I deserve the space that I have kind of yeah yeah so I, I just, I guess I just started to disappear like a magic show. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, Ta-da! like it's crazy to think that, because th- this is something that guys don't really have to face for, yeah. for whatever reason. Some. You know? I mean, you see guys that do bodybuilding and stuff and they oh, dude, develop. I guess it's the same shit. It's a, it's a version of it for sure. Like I see yeah, guys on right. steroids and I'm like, is that that different to what I went through? Like mm. I really can resonate with the thought of like, like flogging something to a point where it's you know you've you've done what you needed to do just to stop now and it i guess when like the it's never enough is what i'm trying to say mm. and when you when you've got something in your head and you get there then what when the only thing you've ever thought about is getting there and you get there you go oh, i got to go another level yeah and i remember that when i was trying to get to a certain weight i got to like 45 kilos and i was like i need to hit um um 39 and then I did and I had to go to hospital and then it was like even still in there you do everything you can to try and exceed that it's like a competition of with yourself yeah and with this thing because you know that it's not you because there's more to you than just that one thing yeah but because your thoughts have been so wrapped up in it there's not really a it's very difficult to get yourself out of it it's it's an addiction for sure as well yeah right and so so it starts when you're super young and like do you remember the initial like where it even like or where it came from or like how you justified it in your head to be like okay I could action this um I I always try to think about it like because it's to, to go back and like deta- it's like detangling a piece of jewellery like you need to go back and, Pull and lay it all out to um to really have like a bird's eye perspective so you don't make the same mistakes again yeah, and you can yeah. really be honest with yourself because it took a lot of self reflection to make sure I, I didn't make the same mistakes again which I've definitely done mm. until you know a, a fully recovered person can speak about it and it took me a long time to be able to talk about it mm. but I think that um, like there were a few things that I did like comedy and stuff like that that made me just not take myself as seriously and made me feel more detached from the idea of perfection which was what modeling kind of mm. constantly accelerated in me somewhere um and you don't need to it's a waste of fucking time because you're not going to be beautiful forever and, and there's mm. more to life and the things that i admire in people are never like i, I personally am not attracted to someone who is attractive mm. you can look at someone and go that's a good looking fellow but what does it mean if they're nothing on the inside and i mm. kind of yeah you, 
I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. And like for the for you to have to like for for yeah from such a young age to be because uh, there's like a mindset towards like looking a certain way, having certain like measurements, and mm. then the the judgment like because when you're when you're like uh, in a situation where you're shooting a campaign for someone like the the level of criticism that can be doled out by photographers or mm. art directors and they're just doing their job yeah like they've it's got unintentional to, yeah like they've got to get the shot like yeah. i've been on those shoots before and you're in this like i remember um so i lived in america and i was filming over there so we did like a bunch of music videos mm. we did we did a bunch of different shit and yeah you'd, you'd work with these like art directors and stuff where they would just it's like ruthless yeah but you could tell from being around those people that it wasn't it's not like it's literally nothing it's personal, nothing to do with you but like fuck man just to have yeah. those things like implanted in your mm. head about like yeah Tits the way up, that you stomach look in, ass and, out, like, yeah, yeah all that sort of stuff like it's definitely a weird world to be in just in general yeah and the the it's all an a look mm. it's not actually a thing it's, it's all a facade because an advertisement is like an essence of, of something, a theme of something. It's a portrayal of the best version of something. And it's kind of like Instagram. It's the same thing. It's all just advertising. And like a lot of like actors, they're playing someone who's not themselves. Mm. And then they come back to themselves and they've worked all these months on a movie. And they're like, oh, who am I again? Mm. Modeling's not anywhere near as... Um, you know you don't invest in the character as much or spend as much time in one thing but you definitely have an identity crisis or you're susceptible to it because of the amount of different versions of things that you're playing but none of them ring true to yourself or none of them really reflect who you are and I know that I've kind of shot myself in the foot by trying to do Instagram in a way that is profitable but at the same time I'm selling something that is not me and when I was doing honest Instagram honest instagram <laughs> put that on a t-shirt yeah. um it was Ethical like Ethical instagram yeah, yeah it was it was so much criticism because you're learning in public of what is appropriate and what is not because people don't uh it's like to be yourself or to be a version of something they're two different things and you can take criticism from something that's not real because it bounces off you like yeah wearing armor because yeah. it's not you yeah but when you're trying to do it and put yourself into it yeah it's t- yeah when you put yourself in there it's so much more like the repercussions just feel like a, th- a million kilos heavier and or the opinions i shouldn't say repercussions because they haven't really been yeah, me, but yeah 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 but um yeah so that whole modeling in a nutshell is 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 a and even the people that you meet like some the some of the creatives are amazing don't get me wrong i've met so many amazing people but there's definitely like you said that element of like am i good enough and and it feeds something in you which i didn't really need to be fed in me (laughs) physically yes i did i needed some food but um emotionally it was definitely like taxing from the same empty bank account yeah yeah and like what did you think about doing it when you were so young because like the the thing is for a girl to be like a model it like that's the cool thing to do that's mm. something to aspire to i loved the idea of it when i was yeah. young when i was a little girl my mom you know you my mom told me i was pretty <laughs> my mom was always like what do you want to do and i was like i want to be a singer and then i wanted to do modeling and then i just i i 
saw these beautiful girls because I went to an all girls school in the beginning and I saw these beautiful girls that were on billabong and I was like I want to be a billabong model and it was just like that was my mantra in my head I wanted to do that and mm. and I, had, I didn't even have boobs yet I just wanted to do that because I was like pretty thing let's do it and I wanted to be a princess and you get there and you're like oh this is all fake mm. and I like you know with the whole Instagram thing I see versions of that played out differently between um, like I don't know you go to those big events you know and you see yeah. the people that you look up to online and you meet them and a lot of the time they're amazing but sometimes it's not the case and you go oh okay yeah yeah things same. get to people's heads and stuff so. yeah yeah I mean the the Instagram thing is like kind of weird just in general because mm. it does give you an opportunity to curate yourself and yeah. so like i guess daily thinking like how you think about yourself mm. like the actions like that should be what curates yourself and then the person i feel like the the battle to be a good person is this battle between how people in the world see you mm. whether they're the people that know you love you are strangers mm. whatever right mm. there's there's that group of people and then there's that perspective that they have and then there's the you in your head that mm. you have. And they kind of, they're never going to fully line up, but they like kind of need to be within cooey of each other. Yeah, cooey. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's true. like, there's a pretty, like, there's obviously room for, for error in there. Yeah. But it's like, you fairly need to be in the ballpark. And if yeah. enough people think you're a fucking idiot, like you probably are. Yeah. But the problem then is so like. But I know I'm an idiot. Like, mm. I'm an intelligent, sometimes mostly idiot. And mm. that's, like, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what I fucking am. And I don't know why I'm always thinking about why I have to know what I am. I don't know yet. I'm 24. I yeah. Like, I've been versions of myself that I'm not anymore. And I'm still learning. And I hate that. I think I would be the worst famous person in the world, mm. says the girl who's come onto a podcast. Um, but to be in the public eye, I think, is like a... It's, it's such a crippling thing because you have to have this thing on your shoulders of like who you need to be to make other people happy when all you should really do is make yourself yeah, happy that's see, all that really fucking matters isn't it yeah well i mean i think what matters is like you be a good person and do the best with what you got and sometimes it'll be good enough and sometimes it won't but mm. i feel like because i think that intentions is probably the most powerful thing like mm. you can say a fucked up thing to somebody mm. but have like really playful fun intentions and you can say like hey mate in a bar and that's like i'm about to throw down yeah so it's all about the intentions i think if you just like move through life mm. with good intentions and to the best of like your morals people should get change it wrong when it's in text like i've said yeah, things with yeah. good intentions and had people come back and go da, da, da. i'm like that's not how i meant it but i can totally see now that you've mm. come at me with that how that can be portrayed and how you know again learning in public it it affected me mm. and I kind of just became jaded about that and like to yeah it's like it's all it's all so much to think about it because it's so new we're always looking at reflections yeah, of ourselves yeah. and and thinking about what other people think of us and well I think that that's where the whole like the that whole digital self thing comes in so it's like mm. you've got this yourself like you in your head that you're trying to work on and then like get that kind of balance right so that it's not tipping crazy yeah you know and then you add like this digital self that's getting like all this other feedback from people that you know like i got an impression of you based on just seeing the 
the version of you that you post you know what mm. i mean so then like that's where i think people are getting it fucked up is that if you're trying in any way to be different mm. or if you're trying to appeal to a certain group of people or if you're trying to like do any like curate mm. then you are gonna get some like weird fucking feedback errors mm. that come in from that because you're gonna take feedback from people that you don't really you don't that, like know they them. don't know you you I don't know. know them and that's what i mean i'm like and i'm i feel like too much of a sensitive person to to take all of that on board because it, mm. it ended up like i had i couldn't sleep for a minute there and i couldn't i couldn't move because i felt like everything was just under a microscope yeah looking at my every move and i felt very like like i did it was almost like a lack of trust in people trusting that you that you mean the right thing yeah yeah and and i was just like i'm just not gonna fucking try anymore yeah. because and people occasionally still they reach out they're like why don't you do comedy anymore why aren't you funny online anymore and why aren't you this why aren't you that and i'm like i don't know like i don't know why anything anymore a little bit and, yeah. and yeah it just people can squish you and sometimes i think at the moment i'm in a place of like going away to recoup and like bring that yeah momentum for the slingshot to propel myself forward is like the motion that I'm going through right now of like, yeah. you know, go away, recoup, realign your trajectory so you can then... Well, I don't think you should feel pressure to know what you want at 24. I hate that because I'm a procrastinating person. So I work better under pressure. So you need to tell me, Zoe, you need to know what you're going to do tomorrow. Yeah, but not if it's going <laughs> to fuck you up. Yeah, I'm a bit late. <laughs> yeah, you fair, know? Fair, fair. I'm a bit late. Now, I, my, like, my theory on finding out what you want to do is just do a bunch of shit that you don't want to do. Because mm. like, it's like, it's just this process of elimination. Process of elimination has Matthew like... Matthew McConaughey talks about that. I love it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, that to me makes like more statistical sense. Yeah. So like guessing mm. from one through 99... Mm as opposed to just like fucking bashing out a bunch of shit that's on the list mm. like you could luck out and the third thing you try is the thing that you do but i mean fuck i had to deal with like i feel like i can why i brought that up is in terms of seeing that you've got a lot of potential in like the different things that you've done is i felt the same for a fucking long time mm. and it was like i was doing um I got real good grades but didn't want to go to uni and I did this business and I did this and I did that and then mm. I traveled here and then I went around blah, blah blah and then it's like I was super hard on myself for all of that shit and then I was like I definitely when I moved like so I lived in America for like nearly eight years mm. and then I come back from America and it was pretty much forced upon me like literally Trump got in and then I went to go back in, like I was home on holidays. So this isn't that long ago, really? Nah, nah. Wow. So I was, I was pretty much just home on holidays. I had some like health shit going on. And then I just tried to go back in and they were just like, nah, bro, sorry. And I had like business, dog, fucking the whole shit over there. Fire. And then I come back and I was like tripping. I was like, man, yeah. you're a fucking failure. Like I was 28, just moved back in with my parents, like you know and just all that shit and i was like i just couldn't make a goal of it i went to america and like i just fucked up like mm. and i was so down on myself and the like that happening is the reason this podcast started and that's the best thing that's it's ever the happened way to me. you recover a lot of the time yeah. and it's kind of like 
as there's a few things that I took away from stand up in that like you can go out with a plan with all your jokes and be like this we're gonna laugh here and this is the punchline and that's that and that's that and I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna do it and you get on stage and you do your dance and the punchline happens and you get no laugh and you go ah oh, fuck so when you're done you go and you fine tune it and then you come back and you try again and I mm. feel like that's a really good representation of um and it your takes situation. years and yeah. years and, and like I've been doing this for three years and just the last three months it's really mm. it took a step and that's like it might last for x amount and then maybe we'll take another step mm. maybe it stays here for a while but it's yeah. just like that i love the way you're doing it by the way oh, i appreciate it i think that. it's great yeah what's your audience like can uh, you just talk about that yeah 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 in what way like man to female ratio i feel like mostly male at mostly the moment. male yeah. yeah so that's what i was kind of getting out at the start is i think people are sort of like intimidated mm. by the fact that it's a lot of like motocross sort of people but like so when you said before like the joe rogan thing it's like that's the only podcast I've ever listened to. Same. So I only have ever listened to that. I don't ne- listen you've to You've never it. listened to another one? Never. There's I feel like a- Joe Rogan's my dad and he doesn't know it. I know. Joe. Daddy. <laughs> if you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I only listened to that. And then the reason I started this was um, a project that we did for Red Bull. And they asked me to do a podcast. And because I've been Just interviewing. Just off a whim. Yeah, well, I mean, they knew, like, the guy, the dude at Red Bull was, like, he's one of my best friends, and right. he, he knew how much I'd listened, to, like, to Rogan shit, mm. and then I'd Well, been, you do jiu-jitsu and you like talking. You're going to be a fan. That's it, yeah. So, <laughs> he, um, he pretty much was, like, and he knows I've interviewed people, so, like, when we were doing TV shows and all the shit, like, I'd do all the interviews for the, um, for the voiceovers and stuff. So, then, he just pretty much, like, made me made me do it so i come home and and that was like the format and like i would i had it in my head like i'm just gonna do all these different people i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and i didn't want to be like the moto dude and have the, the moto, moto dude motocross like, oh right that's what sorry i'm, I'm behind on the lingo yeah, yeah, that's that's on the moto dude that's it that's excusable <laughs> but uh so i would i was like oh man i'd like did that and, and again going back to the fact that i felt like i failed in america yeah. because i come home with my tail between my legs and then I had this idea that I'll do the podcast and go like this. And it, it doesn't happen mm. like that. Like I went in on the motocross thing and doing the the podcast through that. And it kind of ostracizes guests like yourself a little bit. Like I do now that there's so many people that listen and they are like, we're all into motorsport, motocross, kind of blokey bloke sort of mm. dudes. But I want to try and have conversations like people with yourself. Like, well, you guys should all be very flattered blokey bloke dudes. Speak very highly of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Chase that, does. I've, and that's another thing that I've learned as well through this is just like... Fan your, loyalty. Well, no, nah, just like your average Aussie dude is a fucking good bloke. Yeah. I, I really like... That's, it takes going to America to recognise how great Australian men are. Yeah, I would agree with that. I haven't really been to Europe or like... Euros met weird. many other men outside of America and Australia, but Australian men have a real truth about them. Mm. There's no it's very like simple. Yes, and it's it's so um, transparent. It's nice. Like yeah. they they don't very good at hiding hidden agendas. Mm. Whereas I feel like a lot of like sleazy like eh. And <laughs> I don't know. Whereabouts have you been in America? You know, um, like the LA thing, the Hollywood, like all that shit. I was in Hollywood for a while. Which was great fun. I loved it. It Were wasn't you modeling there. And yeah, like I signed with there? an agency there, and I didn't get a chance to get any work there. But um, I came back home, went back for a visit, um, did some photo shoots. Didn't do any real work, but um, and then I I met with an acting agency. 
they wanted to sign me. I came back home and I didn't really do much with that, to be honest. And I haven't, I was supposed to go back to LA in April and then COVID hit around mm. that time. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I mean, I made lots of friends over there and I, and I love the, the hustle and bustle of the entertainment industry there is so um, contagious, mm. and I loved it's being the hub of it. A vibe. It was, it's a yeah. Oh, if, fuck, if we I, can I hate use, that. <laughs> I'm glad oh, you I said it before up. the influencer. Wait, oh, imagine. Do you do you know? It's a total vibe, Jace. Oh fuck! It was it's a fu- mood. That was in my head from a previous conversation this morning with a guest that will be on the podcast next week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you know Fax Volumes, Madison? No. Okay. You'll see her on the podcast. She's a fucking G. Another cool. another girl that I'm I'm interested to have a cool conversation. Nice. With. Um, but what are we talking about? Oh, the vibe. Yeah. Yeah, the vibe. Fuck, but there is. I the New 100% York. One hundred percent flame emoji. I know. Fuck. I fucked that one up big time. <laughs> um, that's one of those ones that I wish I delete. I could delete, but no. You got to sit there. with it. No, sit no. in your shit. You made your bed later. Hey, I don't. I never delete anything out of these. Okay, good. That's, that's good been to know, a, that's considering been a, I have like half Tourette's. That's been a brutal lesson through this as well, not deleting shit. Not deleting. Yeah, you're just like, oh, I sound like a fuckwit, but I gotta wear that. Yeah, I, that's that's good to know from an audience's on the other mm. side of your table's perspective. Because oh, Sunday, I, feel like- I just got roasted for three hours by my best friend and my brother on the podcast, just fucking torn to shreds. Ronan copped it too. <laughs> And it just went live. You're right then, over there, Jamie. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then every and then everybody all week just be like, "Fuck, you got flamed oh, on, no. sa- on what Sunday." What did you get called? What happened? What's your version of a roast? Like, what's what's your Achilles heel? Oh, fuck, I don't know. My hair was a topic of conversation. My hair's been quite good today. It's quite well behaved, but normally it's not. Well, lucky it's a pot. Oh no, there's a thing there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what my hair looks like in this thing. I probably look like Donnie Bravo. Is, is that his name? Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Yeah, close. Yeah. But yeah, so I just got roasted about my hair, got roasted about the internet not working, got roasted about the studio fucking pretty much burning down. Ronan got roasted because he couldn't put the race timer on. There was 600 people in YouTube. Oh, so this is how this is how fucking funny the community. Is. I can't wait for my oh, yeah. my freaking peace day yeah, resistance. Yeah, drink up. Yeah, seriously. The Nutribullet, bring it up. People asked for Ronan's, so we got like the live chat on YouTube because we do like this live stream for we watch Supercross races. Yeah. And uh, it's so like commentary? Yeah. Meh. Yeah. yeah, it's just us talking shit. Okay, basically, yeah. yeah. So just, like, they can't hear you. It's got nothing to do with it. It's just like for the, so for the we, sake of entertainment. So we put the race on the TV, and then we talk over the race. Right. So entertainment then, yeah. value. So just talking shit. Right. Yeah. And so you're not Dana White. No, 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 no. So Ronan, Ronan's Instagram made its way into the group chat, and because he was doing such a shit job, people started reporting his account to Instagram. <laughs> So that was the that was the level of roast that we were on. And then so Sammy told him that his fucking Instagram had been taken offline, but he was switching the show, so he couldn't go and look. An 18-year-old Ronan just tripping on his no. Instagram being down. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so. You had one job. Yeah. Technology. It's tough, though. That's yeah. okay. It's okay. These things happen. Yeah, no, nah, it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the, no one's safe. Yeah. In this, in this, uh, I like that walking the line though. I feel mm. like I thrive in um, high stress situations. Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good saying. It to is live a good by saying. Right so, what what's your what's your move? You reckon from from you doing the radio thing? Are you gonna try going to that further? Are you gonna are you gonna try and go into the uh, into the comedy thing? Because I feel like it's just time, like. 
I'm back at the fucking what am I going to paint? I've got a blank easel here. Canvas, easel, same thing. Sort of. Canvas Uh, on an easel. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that. (laughs) Covered it. You covered all of it. Yeah, left a hole in my metaphor there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I kind of want someone to come into my life and be like, this is what you're doing and I'm going to tell you to do it and I would do it. Yeah. And I lack that. And Mm. I think, um, there's many reasons for that, but I, yeah, I lack that um, decisiveness that mm. is, um, that that is in the direction of, um, what do you call it, success, yeah. or in one thing. Yeah. Because you need to be decisive, and I'm totally indecisive. I'm ADD, like diagnosed ADD. Fucking no idea what's going on half the time. Like, finger in every pie. And I guess bringing everything like in one direction for me like I said you gotta kill your babies and I don't like I love everything that I love and it's like you could it's jack of all traits master of none as well so I want to be able to do all the things that I love but how much energy can I efficiently put into all of these different things to then make something of at least one of them and it's not to say that I have to totally give up those things but if you're proud of something it's like you want to see it come to Mm. fruition and like have something to like a trophy to hold for that yeah hobby or whatever it might be so i definitely am going to record some music because i love like there's no way that i'm not going to sing and play music yeah because that's something that's in my dna i love it my uncles were very rock stars back in the day and my mum was a blues singer and she sang with me in her belly when she was pregnant and i music is very very a home base for me yeah um so that's something that i will inevitably do but with comedy, it was something that was more like, look what I can do with myself yeah. in terms of like, I can be everything that people want to see me. I can be the opposite of what everybody wants me to see, wants me to be, which is a clown. Because yeah. as a model, I loved the contrast of getting up there and people already going, I don't want to fucking laugh at you. Yeah. And I loved that because it was like an extra brick in the backpack yeah. for me that I had to, to, to get over in front of everyone. And that was... I liked that challenge and I liked how much that came back tenfold when I did eventually yeah. break the audience down and that like there's nothing more rewarding than like like seeing someone think something of you and then being yeah. like watch this motherfucker you got me wrong and and do something else and and see a, a positive thing come out of that yeah. and them laughing there's nothing better than to make someone laugh who it's like a forgi- it's so forgiving to laugh yeah and it's so ironic to like a lot of the things that happened in my life I had to laugh at so I wrote like my a lot of my script and I keep fucking going back to comedy so maybe it is comedy I don't know yeah but um yeah how, how long like how long did you like do that for like how long was it like a serious thing that you're pursuing well it came on the back end of acting but I remember being 16 going to a Kevin Hart show seeing Dude, and feeling the vibe so, so good. good so good at what he does and yeah. i know that he's like the commercial comedian basically but nah, he's, he's fucking great fucking good he's very very good at what he does i used to live uh, across the street from the comedy store yeah. did you go to the comedy store yeah. when you're in hollywood yeah. yeah so i you know where that you know where um like the literally like the traffic lights is there what oh yeah fuck <laughs> drink up sip sip skull i'm on my last half sip and jace's on his it's so nice sip. though like it actually is insane it's really good. good it's really good i like i figured out with margaritas that i don't like salt i just want a bit of ice just give mm. it to me like as simple as possible and that's like a good thing yeah 
it's like too much with all the other shit. With, that goes yeah, on. yeah. It's like an Italian pasta. It's best with four ingredients. <laughs> Two <laughs> I, in this case. Yeah, I believe that. Three if you count the ice. Look. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, so I lived across the street from the comedy store. And man, I really, I was so stoked that I got to see some really good shows there from mm. really good comedians. And I thought. Who was your favorite? Ah, uh, Crystalia. Rest in peace. Oh. Fuck, he's good, man. He, he, is he was very good at comedy. So fucking good. Man, I fucking, like, we're, we're in the Me Too world now. Like, it's over. All that, whatever, the boys club that was going, and so it should be. Mm. Like, there was some weird shit going on for a real long time. Harvey ripped the carpet out from everyone's feet. Yeah. Because, like, so Brian Callen, like, you know Brian Callen? I know Brian Callen. He is a very, very, very nice and good person. I don't know him super well. Mm-hmm. Met him a few times. Did some work with him. Fucking good dude. I don't get the feeling that that dude could do the things that I don't get are the accused, feeling. You know, and it's like, know. and it's like, it's possible. Mm. Maybe he did, but it's just like the way that the culture is around. Have that you stuff ever had now. something said about you that isn't true that you've heard and you go, "Wow, that's a horrible thing." No, I've had that, and it's so terrible when you hear something about someone else because i feel like that experience for me that in particular that experience something that i would never do unimaginable everybody thought that i did this thing and it it crippled me for so long and and made me so skeptical of what people thought of me and like who thinks that and who 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 believes that and even still i carry that kind of today and then when I hear things about other people, it kind of takes the validity out of it because I you don't... You were the victim of something that was untrue. And that, yeah. like, that taught me something in yeah. terms of I don't believe what other people are going to say about other people because you don't fucking know. Yes. And this whole, you know, it's like magazines. It's like you don't know that JLo's on a diet and she's failing or like you yeah. don't... like It's just a fucking bad angle, you dick. Yeah. And it's so easy to take something out of context and blow it up or, like, create a fake story altogether these days. And mm. it's like you see those fucking um, videos where people put their faces on other people's faces mm-hmm. and it's set in, like, it looks like someone else is saying it. Yeah. That's insane. We're about to get in weird territory with that, Defamation too. of character. Mm. Man, my dad always said to me, believe none of what you hear and mm. half of what you see. Yeah. And yeah. I just carried that forever. And when... Like, it's so easy, especially to be in a position like with Brian Cannell. Like, he's literally making millions of dollars. He's on TV, super mm. successful. And it's so easy. Like, you can just say one thing. Mm. And then everyone just has to go along with, like, that's the where I guess the name cancel culture comes from. Yeah. Because that's, that's a culture now. And if somebody says that, then it's... It's so dicky. Mm. Like, get better, mm. people. It's so... And the worst part is... It takes away from the fucking beginning of it all. It's like, it's kind of like when humans evolve into robots and there's nothing left to fucking do. Like, and mm. it's just all emotionless and meaningless because comedy was supposed to be where people go into a room and they feel one thing and they unify and they make fun of their misfortunes or they they see a perspective that is ultimately the reason for that is to laugh. Mm. And people, are, comedians are just trying to make people laugh. Sometimes you've got to walk a line because that's how you get to the laugh. And yeah. I hate that that cancel culture comes in and it takes 
the fucking sharpness out of what is supposed to be yeah. an art. Yeah. It's like being like, here's a fucking rubber samurai sword. How you best whack? It's like, there's not going to do anything. It's yeah. not, everything's like a diluted version because people are too sensitive or not fucking smart enough to know where the line is or to see it through. Yeah. It's like watching half, like people don't have the attention span for a full joke even still. Yeah, true. Today. Eh? And it's so frustrating. I'm like, I c- <laughs> that's like Luke, man. He's blowing up on TikTok. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, how, that's like stand up in a do minute. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're too old. Yeah. I'm 24. I'm too old for you're TikTok. Old. Am I supposed, no, now, now you've challenged me. I'm like, I'm not too old for TikTok. Yeah. I'm going to go home and start being like, oh yeah. Uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> what is it called? What's, I sometimes get like TikTok ditties in my head and what's I'm like. What's a TikTok ditty? Oh, I'm like, fuck, what's a version Ronan knows. What's a TikTok ditty? Look at me. You're the fucking TikTok god around here, bro. <laughs> what's a TikTok? All right, let's Google it. TikTok Diddy. What's a TikTok Diddy? Look, the word Diddy is just like kind of like. Reminds me of Donkey Kong. TikTok, TikTok, like a TikTok fucking dance, like the, the one that's trending, a trending thing. Yeah. Okay. So there's just hey, yeah. Top. Like you know, like you know them when you hear them, and you go, "Why do I know that? Mm. Why has that invaded my brain?" It's crazy that people, uh, like creators, are making. Yeah, that. Oh, here we go. There'll be some gold in here. Give us some V's on that, mate. Oh, okay, yeah, that's okay, just a Megan the Stallion. Yeah, perfect. Shout out to. Wait, I've been following Meg the Stallion on Instagram for fucking ages. Yeah. Like that's like one of you know when you can kind of get you know when you find before, someone. Yeah, yes, yeah. I did I that with Billie like Eilish. I was oh, like, oh, okay, that's oh, a yes. good one. It was a good one. Yeah. I was very proud. I feel like that's a. Uh, I feel like that's like a reflection of you in a way. Like when you find somebody like before they're big. Yeah. That's a reflection of you. Like and your, your culture. I'm a dark. Gothic. Teenager. Fucking. Yeah. No, these ones aren't like the. So what are we going to search? Give Ronan some direction. Just acceptance of the self is a liberating thing. You know what I can't stand? When guys get on TikTok and they try and act that fucking hunk of spunk like turn that down now big dog like when guys get on tiktok and they do like i'm gonna be sexy above all else and it's like the male version of an influencer and i know how Mm. hypochondriac hypochondriac hypocritical Mm. wow i've got both (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but um how yeah i can see how hypocritical that sounds because i definitely fucking put things up where i'm like oh i'm look at this stunning um, but like, so you hate the guys that get on there? Just the like, what are you doing, bro? What are you up what to? What are you doing? <laughs> you are a. So a, you're settling into this podcast thing. I like it. Yeah, I've sat back yeah, now, yeah. relaxed. In, I'm like, in. I'm ready to, I'm ready to bag some people yeah, out. I've had one fucking Margie, <laughs> and we are on. Uh, um. So like, just when they like when they do like the they get the angle and they do like the. Hmm. And you, you're going you're gonna to do a Ken Burns effect on that, please. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so you're safe. You know when you do Ken Burns on Photoshop? Photo booth? Photo nah, fucking nah. iMovie? That's what I'm trying to find. Yeah, nah. What is it? It's like where it pans in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I won't do that. Right, Ronan might do that. Ronan, you, yeah. Can you, you Ken, do that? Ken Burns me for a Zoolander effect? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's on it. Some tech guy you got. Yeah, I know. He's in, he's in, he's <laughs> in training. He's in training. <laughs> no, oh, you're poor, great. Poor bugger. He's going to get his Instagram taken down again. Oh, damn. Maybe you need a margarita. 
Sometimes it like clears the pipes between the mind and the mouth. <laughs> he's, he's given us nothing. He's very intimidated. From what? I don't know. He's scared of you. I'm not scared of me. I, I don't like know. it. <laughs> we've, but we've, like it's it's it is an awkward thing to be put in a room with yeah, two strangers, strangers complete and just, strangers. Yeah, it's hard. And to just do. sink a swim. Yeah, and then you're like three hours to go. And that's the thing. You just gotta not not sorry not three hours to go. I took my Fitbit off, so I have no idea what the time is. Oh, I'm yeah. lost without my Fitbit. How many steps have I done? I actually got this watch for Christmas, and I haven't even done the time with it. I just like how it looks. Yeah, I just it's feel cool. like it's not. It reminds me of like a um, an, a mafia situation, mm. but like modern mafia yeah yeah like mafia son like mafia cart yes <laughs> dude i speaking of la i got friends that were like full in the mafia in la and it was just like the coolest thing ever to watch they're gonna kill you for saying that yeah i know i can't say much more than that <laughs> but like it was so it was like jace doesn't come to work next week yeah. like, it was so sick to watch like, <laughs> just to see some of the like ox- i didn't see anything at all but just like the the talk and the yeah the movement that i was just yeah. like fuck this is cool this yeah. is actually real that's one of the crazy things just about America in general. Mm. Like, we think over here, you're like, oh, that's like a movie. And mm. it, you think that they're they're playing these characters, but it's like, no, nah, these people are playing themselves. Mm. And then over time, the culture of that has just warped to where when you're a kid, like, you just play that character. Yeah. And that's like... Uh, like we all do it. Yeah. To a version. But so- those guys just get rewarded for it, like... You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. movie roles and there's... Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in terms of culture. Are you talking so like, about the actual mafia people or are you talking about the... No, I'm just talking about in, in general in America. Right. Like they're, they've, they just play these like larger than life caricatures right. of yeah. themselves. Yeah. And so like the gangster rap thing is like a really good example. Yeah, yes, you, totally. You get people like... Oh, I always tell And this, I'm like, pull your pants up. It's just like, that's... Yeah, yeah, you're like... you're just. Do you tr- want a belt? Yeah, you're just trying to be like them. And they're like, no, that's literally what... That's that, what they that's, are. That's them. That's yeah. fucking... That's the whole deal. And you, if you saw that here, you'd immediately be like, that is outrageous. Stop yeah. it. It's kind of... It is it is a bit of a tall poppy thing, though. I feel like I don't want to support the tall poppy thing of Australia. And mm. I like it when I see someone who wears something outlandish or something that is tr- fucking trying that's, to be different. That's happening here. Like that chick... Slowly. That chick Madison that I was saying... To, Fax Volumes is like her uh, like clothing thing that she's doing and she's like a full out and proud lesbian like constantly talks about it about the community and mm-hmm. she's like super sensitive to those issues and man like you see this chick and like I fucking have so much respect for what she is doing mm. because I see like, I love when someone just goes and does something fucking different. Oh, it's so you, It's refreshing. so necessary. Yeah. It's so necessary today. Well, that Billie Eilish is a perfect example yes, of, and of somebody like that. Incredible and and liberating because it's contagious to do the un, what was undoable. It's kind of like yeah. what I mean. I love what uh, Radiohead was a version of that for music yeah, and yeah. like just that point of difference that isn't trying too hard. It's just what they are and it's honest and that's. I mean, you see someone trying too hard to be different. I was going to say that, but it's it's very easy to tell because like Billie Eilish is Billie Eilish yeah. and then some chick that's faking that is and not Billie Eilish. Yeah. But I think that they're the people that push culture forward. And I think that, yeah, like we've kind of, we look to America quite a lot. Yeah. We look to America quite a lot for that sort of culture. Mm. But like now to see chicks like her what she's doing the conversations that she's starting like and it's on the gold coast because dude i've been calling this goldie wood for ages goldie wood i can see the whole and i'm goldilocks yeah (laughs) i can see the whole gold uh hollywood thing kind of playing out here now with 
the like there's a scene that yeah. is popped up and yeah. you look at like Tammy Hembrow, Lucy and Nikki, like they're creating like their scene yeah. that's got the, their you know, sunset boulevard. Exactly. Like yeah. they're propagating that whole thing. And then like I look at what um, Madison's doing with her deal and it's like, because I... Where I want to see this Madison girl. Pull her up. Facts volumes on Instagram. Just type in. We're talking about you, Madison. Yeah, she's a G. I'm super excited for her to come. I, I wonder if I've seen her before. Maybe. Yeah. So... Um, pull it up um, so you said she, she's a I think no yeah you had it right F-A-X what's a um did you go to Instagram maybe type in you see there no 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 go I had down. a girl go give down. me a number the other day that was interesting did you mm, everyone assumes from my haircut yeah right that's mm. it it's very uh that is a generalization of sorts. Totally. Yeah. But also flattering. Yeah, well, like, hot, hot, nice. you know. Thanks. Hot, hot. If you're hot to her, it's good. It's good to be hot. Mm. Um, fuck. It's I don't good know. to be hot. Yeah, hang on. I'll get your Instagram. What am, I'm tripping here. Um, I'll make a bumper sticker. It's good to be hot. It is. Yeah, hot, hot, you know. Um, so... P-R-E-T-Z-E-L underscore. In Instagram. Pretzel? Yep. Pretzel. I know this now. You know her? Yes, I've seen her. Mm. Gorgeous. Super fucking cool. And like wears her heart on her sleeve and is like really doing something. I've seen her stuff where she's super honest on. Is it a separate account? Facts volumes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have seen this, yeah. Super cool. So, yeah, I just think, like, so this sort of stuff that's sort of starting to come up through, you know, the Gold Coast scene. I mean, this stuff, like, I'm speaking out my ass. Like, this stuff has been going on in, like, Gold Coast, uh, in Sydney and Melbourne and all that sort of shit for a long time. But I just think, yeah, there is, like, a cool... And I'm, I don't know, like, maybe COVID's got something to do with it. Like a full It's making the most of what's month, in front of you. Yeah, like a full almost, well, 12 months of people, like, not really being able to travel. Yeah. Because that was one thing, like man if you're a fucking hot chick like you just travel yeah <laughs> like that's literally what you do yeah but i mean it's it's easy to do that definitely yeah yeah so i mean that sort of the fact is that, that is that true if you're a hot chick you just travel fuck a lot of chicks just put travel. that on a t-shirt i'll wear it if you're a hot chick you just travel sitting on an airplane wearing it hey how many how many like bali and fucking Fiji and all I wonder that. if Balinese have picked up on an influx of hot women traveling there since 2010 to 2021. 100. They're like, what they the would've. fuck? Because they don't have like Instagram really over there. Like they're not using smartphones. They're just like, what's with all the hot naked chicks? I know. Coming dude. through fucking go to, like, go to Changu. Yeah. Gee, that's a, that's funny. My housemate he reckons a Gold Coast is Australia's Changu. That's probably you a reckon? More, that's probably a more accurate fucking. Just I, do you reckon there's hot cities in Australia? Do you reckon there's hotter percentages of hotter people or do you think there's like a a different like there's no doubt there's more polka dots and lesbians in in melbourne Mm. i'm just saying yeah every time i go there there's so many polka dots we're not polka dots like people wearing polka dots oh okay just literally polka dots yeah i thought that was like a term no like literal polka dots yeah and like a lot of like Doc Martens and blue hair and like a lot more like uh, the gay movement for women is more prevalent in Melbourne. Yeah. And I think and um, you go to Sydney and it's more like it's just got this 
fucking too cool for school that I don't like I, I've tried Sydney it, I'm not cool enough for Sydney yeah yeah, it's very clicky they look at me they're like Let's, we give me the click and I get the click and I'm like I don't want to be in the click <laughs> yeah abort abort yeah abort checked button and I parachuted my way back to the Gold Coast where I I mean I there's it's a humbleness and I know people it's honestly true though because as much as the Gold Coast has it's like little shit corners it's for the most part it's the best place I've been like yeah. every time I've travelled somewhere I've come back and I've been like is it just me or is this place amazing? Yeah, it is pretty fucking good. It's really good. I've like made a bit of a ritual of riding my bike down to the Burley Surf Club mm. in on Saturday morning and getting oh. a bacon egg roll. Fuck. And I just That's like... That's Barry. Wait, honestly? Honestly. Sitting on those yep. fucking plastic chairs. You think you need a ram? One of those fucking... What do you call those ram ram utes with the esky yeah, inside of it? Yeah. Nah, man. You just nah. need a lime and a beer. Yeah, 100%. And lime like, meaning the bike. I go down to the surf club and I sit on those plastic chairs, watch the nippers, watch the surf, and you're just like, fuck off, Gold yeah. Coast. Like, yeah. are you serious? Mm. It is a pretty good spot. Yeah. And all of the people who do the same things are... that You don't have to be on the same wavelength. Like, you can sit at rickshaws and essentially do the same thing. Mm. Or you can sit at the surf club and do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. You get, in the sa- you get in the same view. It's the same thing. Yeah, and we're all true. on the same page. And I, I think, like... And that's what that element of, like, don't be a wanker, mate. Like, mm. that. that's pretty... Like, that line is an obvious one, mm. I think. Yeah, it should be. Like, yeah, it should be. But, yeah. I mean, most people, like, some people get intoxicated and get things wrong. But, um, yeah, for the most part, I think that the Gold Coast have, like, a pretty good, like, we we stand on, like, the, the scales pretty well. Yeah. You, I think that there would be hot cities because, like, I, who was I talking about hot this cities. to the other day? So, like... Tasmania. <laughs> Hot or not. No. <laughs> Tassie, mate. Oh, yeah, there's some fucking hot chicks in Tassie. Yeah? I don't know about I've dudes. I've never Probably been. Is. You've never been to Tasmania? Yeah, you never had a two-headed chick? Fuck. No, I've never been to Tasmania. Yeah, I it's Tassie. Tassie's I've insane. never been. Tassie's insane. Gotta I've been go to it. Adelaide and... I've never been to Perth. Perth's insane. What else? Sydney, yeah. Hamilton Island. <laughs> Fuck, that's the new thing now that I COVID... Know. That's, out, that's the new Bali. I know. Not matter. Speaking of um, traveling, my mum today got um, my my dad never paid child support for all of the years that he left my life. She got like this lump sum thing today. So today was a big day for my mother. What did you do with it? She was like, "All of my years are worth it," and I was like, "Um, what about me? (laughs) You got me out of it." She's like, you're exhausting. And I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair point. So do you just, does mum keep the cash? Yeah, she just keep it. And my stepdad has been incredible to me, so I shouldn't carry on like I don't have a... Yeah, <clears throat> like okay. I was totally unfortunate because my stepfather was absolutely incredible to me and treated me from the age of two like I was his own. Yeah. Um, be but hard not to. You're just a baby. Yeah. I guess some people would. Some people are fucking yeah. really not okay with kids. Like I was yeah. an okay kid. I'm pretty sure I was like chill. But um, yeah. You mean you know you see kids that are kicking up stinks and hitting their mom and you're like wow you are got yeah. a tortured soul in there yeah but what like I wonder how much mm, yeah actually it's is it love over like nature over nurture yeah, yeah. I think it's it's definitely both I don't have a kid I can't say yeah but same. I'm pretty sure like some kids are just you know whether it be like a, a uh, like my ADD came out in weird ways when I was a kid. And it wasn't that I was rude to teachers or threw pencils at them. It was just like I was out the window. But that was my version of it. So, like, I don't know mm. if... But there was other kids that had ADD and it comes out different in men and yeah, boys and yeah. girls where they're, like, hyperactive or just, you know, a bit more 
I had that. I did the whole ADD thing as a kid, mm. and I had I was like did medication and all that sort of shit. Ritalin. Yeah. That shit was fucked up. Yeah, it was hectic. I got like that shit really was fucked up. Like yeah. my teacher used to write it on the whiteboard in class. I was the only kid that had to take fucking Ritalin, and they really? used to write it on the class. Eleven a.m. Fucking hell. It was how hell. embarrassing. Yeah, I said I went to a ghetto fucking school. I really went to a ghetto school. I went to a ghetto school too, but I don't know if like I went to a few, but that sounds oh, like a, like a personal attack yeah yeah it was you pretty- are an idiot hey where's the idiot a idiot 11 a.m this is your time yeah i was a cunt of a child though like oh, you were proper like proper wow. proper bad but yeah imagine. so like but i would not consider like ADD at, oh man i was i was fuck i was like so grade two this is just i wrapped the head off a cat <laughs> i was never that gnarly <laughs> but so for example i'll never forget this chick come to school show and tell she was like you know you used to like stand in a line to go to show and tell oh God, what are and you i do? so then she had seashells and she was like before me and i was like i'm sick of standing up here i want to go next so then i just fucking grabbed her thing i was like i'm allergic to seashells and i threw them out the window run around the family with a pocket full of shells <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just, like, threw these seashells out the fucking window. Completely uncalled for. Like, I used to fucking... Yeah, I used to just, like, want to fight every kid. I used to, like... So one teacher come in one day, like, a substitute teacher, and he was, like, probably a nice guy. And I was maybe in, like, grade six or something like that. And he, he, like, wanted to make this joke, like, oh, you can call me Mr. Foot because your foot is on your leg end. And he, like, wrote it on the whiteboard. It's, like, legend. And then I was, like, that's not your real name. I'm not calling you that. So, like, I sucked up, like, 45 minutes of this class just arguing with this teacher and all the other kids are just, like, stoked because they're not doing anything. And I'm, like, I'm dragging this adult person into, like, a violent (laughs) argument with me, right? And, like, dude, I used to argue the fucking Bible. Like, we went to, like, a Catholic school. Yeah. So, famous example of that is uh, the book of Genesis where the world was built in seven days. Yep. And before that... Literally before that class, I was in like grade four or something, grade three or grade four. Yeah. And then we were building paper mache fossils Mm -hmm. for dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And so I just posed the simple question of like, where do dinosaurs fit in this seven day creation period? Because they're not accounted for in the Bible in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So then that was another huge argument. You you guys are missing a huge pothole. What? Yeah. (laughs) Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen a T-Rex? Yeah. And I'm My whole fucking childhood. Yeah. You're missing it. I'm like, you're lying or you're lying. Yeah. One of you to like Jesus riding a dinosaur. I present my religion. Yeah. 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 Let's get a unified theory going. You're just like L. Ron Hubbard the second. Yeah. So yeah, that, I just used to like, put another example, I... I've worn glasses my whole life. So I had prescription sunglasses because my eyes are very sensitive to light. Mm-hmm. You're allergic to vodka and you have sensitive uh, eyes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Things like, I'm learning about, Jace. I'm like sick boy. <laughs> bubble boy. You're the bubble boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like I just refused to wear normal glasses in class because I left them at home and I just wanted to wear sunglasses. So like literally for 12 so you're like years, bad I, wore, emoji. I was just a fucking idiot of a child. But so my point being is that like... Larger than life. No, nah, I was just a fuckwit, okay. to be honest. Well, at least you're I know, I like how enough. you tried to paint that. Yeah. I was going to say, like, that's Classic gone. chick on the podcast being like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You, you're, you're you, yeah. But no, that, but I feel like that part of me is gone now. Like, I would yeah. not say that I have ADD in any way. I mm. would just say that I've probably got a brain that is, like, really capable of thinking a bunch of different shit at the same time. It is a massive strength because I know that for a fact I would not be able to play guitar, piano, or do different things without 
if you want to call it ADD, ADD. I mean, it's diagnosed, so I'm going to have to call it that. But yeah. I feel like it just definitely got as many pros as it does cons, and I wouldn't take it away from myself if yeah, I, I just was think given it's the like chance. a it's just like a framework. Yeah, it's just like a way that you're wired. There's like different mm. different shit for it. Like there's uh, I read a book um, called How Emotions Are Made, and it was yep. fucking insane. It was from a neuroscientist. She's a PhD. I love neuroscience. Oh, that's yeah. it's like music to my. It's like listening to classical that's music. That's because you got a kind of fucked up brain. Yeah, but and it, it helps. just all it, it gives me answers to things that yes you need answers for yeah i totally agree like whether it be existential or just like a like a a a personality trait it gives me answers where i'm like i understand myself yeah totally alexa yes yeah yeah no (laughs) i completely 100 percent. i love reading that shit for that purpose Mm. but like so this book was basically like the uh the original like the current model of emotions is like there's this emotional fingerprint that is like in your brain like there's a a framework for anger there's a framework for jealousy sadness blah 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 and this like through modern neuroscience they've figured out that that's just not the case like there's there's just concepts that are in your the concepts that exist in your brain like when this 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 and this is associated with this name like we've right. given these things and that's why electro electrothera- shock therapy works because you're reassociating yeah. bits and pieces yeah. and like i just wait for the day that someone gets that wrong and is like what day is it and they're like sunny side up and yeah, you're like green. oh fuck we've got it wrong yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. but it's that yeah. well that she actually talked about studies where they stimulated um people that had severe severe depression yeah like i didn't know depression could get that bad for people like to where i yeah they literally like there's no movement there's no there's like it they're pretty much in shutdown it's so and it comes over you like a cloud and you don't know where the fuck it came from and it can just happen one day and a lot of people who are susceptible to anxiety have anxiety 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 and then boom one day they have depression they're like where the fuck did that come from yeah but i think when you're anxious you're thinking ahead and depression lives in the past yes so eventually you hit a wall and you go oh fuck and i don't know whether it's it's one thing that triggers it but my mother had depression and my dad was very much so an anxious person and i have mental health in my family but my experience with it i've never really had i've been depressed but i don't have depression mm. i am very much so an anxious person but not depressive at all and so when i hear someone talk about depression i'm like how do you stay still for long enough to be depressed because when i feel like yeah. a crack of depression creeping up behind me like, it feels behind yeah. me and i then get anxious and i run to the future and i wonder if one day tap 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 and then i turn around and there's this fucking whole life of things that were unresolved mm. I mean, that's a very pessimistic view <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen and yeah. i can be able to just like work it out as i go but that seems to be something that is reoccurring and people who have depression they wake up and they say you know it, it wasn't something that i was expecting yeah. it wasn't like my mum died or whatever it might be um it's usually unexpected so yeah it's just got to be like this constant like that's probably one of the things that in my like early 30s that's what i'm learning is that there's no like nothing's matter of fact well there's just no like rest from your life no you wake up and you're living yeah like why are we doing it yeah it's like louis no... ck has that joke he's like you could just kill yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh this thing's really bad kill yourself yeah you can do it <laughs> yeah or and you it's can a stick joke. around 
but it's fucking true. It's, it's like true. brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. It's true. And you're not going to. So you keep living. Yeah. And isn't that ironic? But you think that you think that you're gonna get like fuck, just give me a week. But what, just give me a week of just look fucking at our chill. lives. Oh yeah. We have great lives. Yes. And we're fucking like that's what I tell myself in the moments where I'm like you know, feeling sorry for myself or whatever, for whatever instance, it's mm. like you uh, wake up, you can wake up and walk, you do things you love, you might not have a very good, you know, rain on what you want to do and as much as purpose feeds your serotonin and, you know, makes you very much so happy and feel like you're a fucking part of life, <laughs> it, it you, you're not the worst off. Oh, yeah. you yeah, it's, it's not hard. even by like billions. But even like, like your your billions of people better. But off I think than of Kim Kardashian, and ever. I'm like, you must be depressed. Mm. I don't know how the Kardashians aren't depressed. Look at fucking Caitlyn Jenner. That's yeah. a, that's a that's so hard. That must be so hard to wake up in that body and and have lived a somewhat life as someone else, and then be someone else, and then have the world watching you do that. Man, that is like. Do we say she, Caitlin? Like, I don't yeah, know it's what a you she. say. Yeah, She's so a she. to wake, like. Bruce is dead. Sorry, Bruce can't come to the phone right now because he's dead. He's gone. Bruce isn't here anymore. That's a TikTok thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't can know. Can I come to the phone right now? Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> I fucking missed that one on TikTok. <laughs> but man, what a fucking life that person has mm. lived. Mm. Can you imagine that? Like, that was. Uh, I was living there through all that shit. And people like my ex-girlfriend's dad would be like, bro, you don't understand how fucking gnarly Bruce Jenner was. Like, you you haven't lived through... He's like, I Bruce lived... Bruce Jenner was Joe Rogan. And- Bruce Jenner was like the fucking manliest man. And so, like, I only would have ever seen him as a Kardashian yeah. dad, you know? Yeah. But, like, to go from being the fucking man... yeah. I mean that yeah there's there's definitely uh there's some fucking warning from, signs there. Oh babe, babe to fucking Well that's like your generation, right? Britney was my thing. Yes. She was my first CD. So like you think about it, right? You're fucked up. You've got some problems. Yeah. We all got problems. Yeah. She was your idol. Yeah. Well, she's got the same birthday as me too, so I've got a great trajectory between Britney and I. We're heading in the mm. same <laughs> And you're only, fuck, yeah. a couple inches away from a shaved head, so... Well, yeah, exactly. You know what's you're so annoying? close. I'm close. On the sides, it's quite a short... <laughs> I like not having hair. It is nice to not have it's hair. it's crazy to see men not look at you like they did when you did have hair. It shows how stupid and primal really? men are. Yeah. When I, I have a wig that I was wearing for this role of a short film that I'm doing, and I had it on the other day walking through Woolworths, and I was like, why are all these people looking at me? And it was because I had hair, and I forgot that hair makes people go what's that shiny thing it's like a barracuda fish really yeah it's a real not, thing i would not have thought that that was a thing yeah it's a thing i'm telling you it's a thing people mm. look at you more when you have hair yeah right what when how long ago did you cut your hair like that i've had a short like this first time i cut it when it was when i was 22 and then i cut it again probably six months ago yeah mm. i probably won't go back you don't think you go back to long I just hair yeah. It feels too good to have short hair. Yeah, I go, I let mine go this long and then shave it. And then mm. this long and then shave it. Mm. It does feel way better to have a shaved head. And diversity. Mm. Yeah, it's good. I like not having hair. Um, I think I've noticed a lot more women cutting their hair though. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm for it. I mean, I'm flattered. 
I like it. Yeah, there's so, there's got to be. If you're questioning it, ladies, do it. You have my vote. Yeah, like what? Do, and what do you think that is? Like, do you think that women have long hair like purely because of the way that it's it is so looked at? It's so comfort thing. It's so like hide behind your hair. Because yeah, I used right. to do it and I didn't even know that I did it. But until I cut my hair off, I was like, oh my God, I can't hide behind my hair. Really? Yes. It's such a weird, it's like a, like a, Safety. like a peacock yeah. thing as well. Like it's a woman's peacock thing a little bit. Yeah. It's a, it's a primal attractive mechanism that we use. Yeah. And without it, you got to be, have a better personality. You got to sell it. You got to really, you got to, you got to really, <laughs> no. you got to really be cool. But you, you're missing a limb a little bit. As a I've never ever thought of that. But still, it's great. Do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I'm like, you should do it. Handicap yeah, you yourself. It makes Go your life way fucking harder. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know what? But easier. If someone, yeah, I feel like because it's for you. Yeah, and I feel like if someone doesn't want to be in your life because you don't have long hair, it's probably like not the those person. people exist. Really? They exist. I didn't know that was a People thing dropped off when I cut my hair. They're like, she's insane. She should cut her own hair off. And I'm like, oh, for fuck, narrow-minded motherfuckers. But isn't it like fashion? Isn't it like a style? I mean, it's subjective. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I think I think it's a vibe. I look at it and I'm like, that's that you looks cool vibe. with this. You said it first. I did say it You first. broke the vibe ice. Yeah, I did say it first. You broke fuck. the vice. What did we say before? There's no better way to break the ice than breaking ice. Yeah. We were making um, margaritas. margaritas and I a like Nutribullet, that. which mm. is a great method. Yeah. Really come in uh, come in clutch to yeah. use another little, uh, I don't know what you'd even call it. I fucking hated that when I was in America when people said clutch. I never heard it. Oh my God, that's so clutch. No, 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 no. That's not a thing. Oh yeah, that was a thing. I fucking hated it. That's definitely an American only thing. Yeah. Because yeah. no Australian's conjuring up that kind of ridiculousness. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the, fa- yeah, the fact that I just said it. It reminds me of like grabbing a crotch. I don't know why. You know what it reminds my me of? My rehab uh, Fucking. See, I love my Skechers. Uh, I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> 10 things I hate about you? Nah. Nah. Fuck. You remember that? Nah. Have you ever seen 10 things I hate about you? Who's in it? Uh, Reynolds? Heath Ledger. Oh. oh, yes, of course. Yes, but I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no. that was the, the saying of that. No. So I, I just wouldn't have thought that having short hair was something that would be something that changed people's perspective. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. not It's not like so drastic, but it's some, it's like maybe it is because when I do have hair, fake hair in, it's the people deal with you different. And it's it's not like... It's minuscule, but it's different. Mm, you, like it's tangible, like you actually yeah, can tell. Yeah, it, it's totally tangible. So I don't know whether it's like a intimidation thing or like because I I don't know if I'm masculine or f- or feminine in my energy, but I feel like that definitely like the portrayal of a it's just people look at you and they're like I don't know what is it? Mm. Do I kill it? well it sort of just speaks to just like weird beauty standards in general right like because i feel like that's definitely a conversation that's come more to light Mm. lately which should like but that's then got its downsides because we can be too body body positive to the point where it's like i'm not a delusional person this is the thing and i I don't want to say go and do something that i know helped me because it might not help you and i and i don't believe in being so far behind in the running race that you think that you're winning because mm. a lot of people do that they're just like I, I don't you've got to be hard enough on yourself to be you've got to keep yourself in the fucking lines on the highway you can't just be yeah. driving all over the shop in- yeah because there is delusion yes so that's like you can 
the body positivity of like plus yes. size models. It's yes. like, okay, you can... You're unhealthy, babe. Yeah, like you can be like beautiful, mm-hmm. but objectively mm-hmm. you're unhealthy mm-hmm. if you're X amount of kilograms over what a doctor says. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Like it's it is a great movement and it is a great love yourself, but love yourself enough to love yourself. Yeah, because you got to look at the sustainability of what you're doing to yourself. And I did the opposite of that in that I starved myself. People have binge eating disorders as well, and they go in that direction. And it you can't mask something that is what it is. Like you can't put a wolf in in sheep's clothing and expect that. Yeah. to just be something that everyone who saw you get into the sheep's clothing is going to deal with. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe in that. Yeah. You've got to be a little bit more honest with yourself. And people want to be not so hard on themselves, so it's more attractive to, to fall into a way of being following that path of, of yeah. whatever they're doing because they want to be able to eat the extra block of chocolate. Everyone fucking does. Yes. They don't want to go for a run in the morning. Yeah, It's easy to go, I like that because I'm closer to that and I resonate with that, but this is me speaking as well this is my this is my experience with how hard i'm very hard on myself and i know that and i don't expect other people to be as i hope the people it sounds bad to say but i hope that other people aren't as hard on or girls in Mm. particular aren't as hard on themselves as i am and i know that i have a quite a stern angle of i mean through all the years of modeling overcoming an eating disorder i've really learned how to deal with being too hard and being too soft to myself and letting myself go in some ways that will eventually have a repercussion of self-hatred yeah so i think that when i see a girl do plus size things i i really i I stand there and i cheer and i think that it's amazing but when it's too far that's when it's really difficult to i would never say anything the problem is is that like you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah i would never speak out against that person that's their journey yeah, and you can't say like, oh, hey, this is and too I'm much not, here. Like, or- an individual, I mean, like as, yeah. a, as like a blanket, I can be like, oh, that's not, I don't really believe in that. But as an individual, I'd never go after them and say, you know, yeah, you, you should not this, like, you should like probably yeah, like not. Yeah, no, I know. Because it's exactly, not my yeah. place. And when people do that to me, I'm like, it's not your place, but I don't know. Yeah. So when you were in the thick of it with <clears> the... <throat> yeah, we keep your- delineating from this. No, that's all right. That's what we're here for. We can take three hours to get through one thing. Okay, cool. Um, so... When you when you're in like the thick of that, like what does it show up as? Like what's the behavior, and then what's like what are you thinking? Like are you trying like throwing up after every meal? Is there mm. friends that are doing it with you? Is there there's like- competitive anorexia for sure, and it really? exists. It yeah, it really exists today because of the um the. Is Instagram. it as popular today as what it was? Because I feel like I feel like when I was in school you would hear chicks talk about like throwing up and it became, it was like a little bit of a thing when I really? was in school. Yeah. Like a, a little bit. See, for you to say that as like some, th- like just an observation is bizarre to me really? because I would never imagine a guy even fucking think like I dated guys in the peak of bulimia and they had no idea. Well, yeah. See, and uh, I mean, that's why I kind of wanted to have the, the conversation because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that like, you just don't want to touch it. And it's like a hot pan. You, yeah, once yeah, you do, you're like, like, oh, fuck, I'm not going back there. Yeah. And I feel so sorry for the guy that I dated at the time that I was very unwell. I think I was between 16 and 19. And that relationship, like, there was, it was just so tumultuous due to, you know, someone trying to love you and you trying to fucking disappear. Mm. It was not a good combo. And 
I ended up being in hospital for a total of nine months, but there's no eating disorder hospitals. So you have to go to a psychiatric hospital really? where there's people with like PTSD and they're waking up through like over alarm, screaming, running down hallways. People try to kill themselves in corridors. There was a guy on my second admission who kept coming into my room with manic bipolar, buying me things of Peter Alexander because he had a crush on me, seeing me from a distance and putting gifts on my bed. And then one night he woke up came into my dorm because you had like there was four people in a dorm and there was like a curtain between the beds and then my curtain opened and I was like what the fuck and I had like a tube in my nose I couldn't move and he came and laid on my bed he was like maybe 60 and he came and laid on my bed whispered in my ear and goes I got you a present and I'm this little fucking 18 fuck it was so it was the fucking most horror and I couldn't move I had a naso thing like and I was like, oh, my God. And my my stepdad's paying for my admission to this place. And it's supposed to be like the best of the best. And there's this fucking guy in my bed. Just like, what was hey. he in there for? He was giving me a perfume that he had got no, for like, me that day. What was he in the hospital for? Manic bipolar. Oh, fuck that. You don't want that dude around. And they give you like tranquilizing medications which is the most horrifying thing because you're not actually overcoming anything when your spirit is diluted to a point of like you you're drunk and you're not feeling anything like i was on antidepressants multiple amount uh, tablets of valium a day tranquilizers like seracol like if you look up the um side effects of it well what seracol is it's like a fucking tranquilizer basically oh, and i was yeah. like this tiny little person that what 38 kilos 39 yeah but um yeah and like i was not the worst in there at all i was like i was fine like i if you looked at me like i was a very skinny person but you looked at the other girls and you're like wow i actually cannot even look at you because it's like it's shocking thinking about it it's like you see everything in their in their you see their heart really honestly and there's not a person there because there's no like something that i've really learned is that with my music and everything i can't function if i don't eat i can't get creative if i don't eat and it took me a really long time because I loved the idea of fasting because it was kind of like a, I can not eat and have it be a good thing. Yeah. And it's still control. But yeah. now I, I know I have to eat breakfast. I have to eat lunch and I have to eat dinner. I have to have three meals a day. If I don't, I'm irresponsible because yeah. I know myself. So you see these people who don't have any spirit or any like anything. They're just a bag of bones and a per- like there's someone in there, yeah. but they're just buried because this voice, like I was talking about before, overtakes their body and they become possessed. And, and so I, what's that voice telling you? Nothing good. Mm. <laughs> it's a very, like, it's it's Is it it's your on voice everything. or is it, do you feel like it's somebody else's? It's not yours. Yeah. It's really not. And like, if I'm to put myself back there, I still definitely struggle with body dysmorphia and, the, and you know, there's a lot of times where I, I have to, check back in with me yeah me and the me for tomorrow and go hey sort yourself out and to be your own god in a way is a very difficult thing to do Mm. be your own parent but you when you're caught up in that you're doing it to prove something to yourself and that negative perspective is the answer Mm. in that moment because it's proving it and so you give in to that and you're weaker on that side that it's that's the card it's playing your weaker card and it knows it 
and I don't know how else like it's a it's a version of you mm. for sure but it's not you it's it's a very um and it it creeps into other areas as well because like it makes you make bad decisions like I got out of hospital the third time and wow so you're in there three times for it for three months at a time so nine months all up of three different admissions but that guy sorry to come back yeah, to yeah. that guy I ended up the next day going to the med counter and he came up behind me after he'd tried to um he tried to like come at me in the lift and I got out of the lift and I went straight to the med counter and I had this awesome gay nurse. He was awesome. I loved him. His name was Max. And I went straight to the med counter because I just saw a person and I just went straight for the person. But the counter came up to here and I was like, can I please get my medication? And he's come up behind me, not knowing there's a security camera behind him. And he's like, tried to put his hand at my pants. Fuck. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I just stayed still and I just didn't move. And I just looked at this nurse and I was like, thank you so much. And then I, I remember I just went straight to, um, the lady at the end of the dorm who was the manager of the of that floor and i said um hey this is what's just happened and i saw there was a security camera i said do they work and she said yeah they do so i she pulled up the footage and she got it all sorted and then he got kicked out so wow that was crazy it was something that i really didn't expect to happen and yeah then, like well it's something that shouldn't happen totally but you like you're in a mental health asylum like you can't do much about like there's going to be loonies in there because you're in a loony bin yeah and that definitely humbled me and made me a lot more um um just like cautious with people as well because i know how far the brain can go into psychosis or to you know bad memories and what when you've seen all that it's like oh we're really like we're, we're, in the mix, we're a mixed bag of fucking lollies are here. Like yeah. people, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think of like some other moments where I was like, there was a girl who was on the eating disorder program and she tried to kill herself in the middle of the night and I woke up and all I heard was, get the defibrillator! And I was like, oh, oh no. just a typical Thursday. Fuck. It was really bad. And um, It's gnarly to think that there isn't specific places for like and rehabilitation of these eating disorders when i came out i i really i mean it, it, i kind of let that dream die a little bit because i re- i really wanted to help people with eating disorders because there's no help yeah my mum had no help as a mother with a daughter with an eating disorder she had nowhere to turn to and i what did, did you have- like what did you do you know what you would have wanted to hear like from a boyfriend or your mum or your stepdad like do you know what would have helped if somebody had just like said something or because i'm sure that people were trying to help but like trying to help and helping are two different things Mm. right you would see people try help all the time yeah and it made you feel so embarrassed it Mm. made me feel embarrassed when a stranger would try and say hey you should eat this or you should try this and it's like and i do that when i look at girls who i see sick now i go fuck what do i do Mm. how do i help you because i know what it's like to be you and i know how much you're not going to listen to what i've got to say and how much my helping quote unquote is going to trigger you into a deep downward spiral so i don't it's like what you said you don't touch it Mm. so but that, to me, doesn't seem like the right answer. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So uh, I'm at a loss. I just... What helped me eventually after seven years of 
doing the same. That's such a chunk of your life lost to something like that. If I could say to one girl with an eating disorder anything, it's you can still be like, because I know they're going to try and protect the thing that they think is protecting them, which is being skinny. The control that they've got over You can still be, I'm not fat. I'm, I'm fine. I'm very healthy. You can still be skinny and not have an eating disorder Mm. and you can be free and happy and you can live your life and you can be a woman and you can take up the space that you deserve to with your, just with your soul. Like, Mm. and I know it might sound hocus pocus, but you really diminish that when your body isn't fed. Mm. You don't have the ability to, to be connected to what you are because you are separate from you if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have a connection with yourself because your body is just... You're so depleted. Yeah, it's just trying to fucking exist. It's like an, like a like a, um, a butterfly that was a caterpillar and it can't grow its wings because it's fucking not yeah. eating and shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Well, like so much, there's so much research now too. Like even that book kind of touched on, um, like it's called Effect, like whatever the fact that we can feel something is kind of based in what like it's it's just called effect it's part of like a neural network in your brain mm. and it basically is like pleasant unpleasant um stimulated or uh i don't know what the term would be for non-stimulated mm. but and, and it's just like everything like that's the foundation that you build all of your emotions perceptions and moods everything everything is built off like this general effect that you have whether you're um yeah like stimulated or or whatever and Mm. then everything comes off that so that and that's what all the research now that they're doing uh linked to like your gut health and nutrition all like your body has such a an impact on effect and then effect is on the ground floor of how you tell yourself that you feel yes if if you're not totally yeah it's like a Pythagorean theorem of like you all need to be aligning to make a pyramid yes like all three sides yeah and so like that you know the nutrition side of things and sleep affects that like all of these different things affect the way because essentially like your how you feel in the moment how you perceive reality like your brain actually isn't in the physical world like Mm. what you what your existence is is like this amalgamation of the five senses that you've got plus like the real deep fuck yeah (laughs) strap in (laughs) but yeah it's like it's just an amalgamation of these senses and then those senses make predictions about how the world is yes so if you're fucking malnourished it's your best interpretation yeah like you're making your reality is sculpted based on these five senses that you've got and then the interpretation of your like your body mm-hmm. budget that you've got whether you're in body like, budget yeah that's like a big bit of a term in this in this book but um yeah it's all built off that and so it, it makes so much sense and and that's what i think one of the things that like human reason's been built on is that where this animal that has this ability to reason and reason stands alone and reason is separate to uh, like so the, we should be able to reason with our emotions and we should be able to overcome negativity and we should be able to overcome like the primal mammal that we are with this gift of reason that we've got yeah. but it all exists inside this kind of shell so it, yeah. it's not as separate like we were saying before nature and nurture like it, it is the same thing it's like yeah. how the nature the nurture reacts to the nature yes and, and then how it's built on top of each other like, it's like you want to make it hard for yourself it's going to be hard yeah a little bit as well you know if you're making 
being alive hard for yourself, your life's probably going to be hard. Yes. Yeah, like you, you're handy. Because that's as far as you're, you're handicapping yourself. Yeah, and yeah. you're severely handicapped if you're like malnourished. Yes. Obviously, like there's just some basic shit that mm. you need to have yeah. going on here to like live a good life. But the hardest part about an eating disorder is the eating disorder isn't just being skinny. That's just a repercussion of the underlying issue, mm. which is a weird concept in itself. It's like anorexia isn't being too skinny. It's what you do to get there mm. but you can look at someone and go they're anorexic and it's like well what is anorexia is it someone who looks like they've you know not eaten in you know they look like a bag of bones with skin or is it somebody who believes this about themselves hello puppy that eventually makes themselves that way yeah that is anorexia it's the mental yeah. but you look at the physical and you go that's just the that's, byproduct that's what your brain associates with it but yeah. it's so much it's like a, a a show and the curtains fucking yeah you're only seeing yeah what's yeah. in behind the curtain you're not even seeing it yeah like backstage all the, yeah all the gears that turn back there or yes. like what is presenting you with the yeah. thing on stage which is yeah. a skinny person yes that's just the and symptom. it's totally not. Yes, it's it's the symptom. Yeah. Yeah. So. And what are like, so what was the techniques? Like, so you were just like throwing up or like not eating or. Well, I remember, like I said, I, I remember wanting it. Weird. No, but it's true. You, there is, there's definitely, like you can master being anorexic. That's for sure. But you're probably going to die. There's no, there's no good. There's no long game there. No, you're not going to get like a, a trophy at the end of it. Um, so. It's. I remember looking up how to lose weight and calories and like and I think it just the longer you do it for, the more you learn about the way your body works mm. and and how you get how it. long you can not eat for and the time. I remember I used to have all these little quotes in my head and I used to recite them to myself when I was in in class at school in grade nine. It was like hunger is not hunger is your stomach applauding itself for not eating like the grumbling is like an important it does to (laughs) like if you want to believe that in a real fucked up in a really fucked up way and i like my idiot brain at that point in my life where i was like i'm yeah and that's what i wanted to believe and that's what i did and then i started just not eating Mm. and i lost how long would you not i lost my puppy fat um i would eat one thing and then i would just not eat and then i would have like some nuts for dinner what was it i didn't even like nuts are high calorie i don't even know what i was doing i didn't know what i was doing i was in grade nine so how hungry were you though this is the thing so after i started not eating i lost a lot of weight and my mom was like you're looking very skinny zoe and it felt like such a like a teacher saying that because you know when your parents say something to you you're like oh yeah and that's what i associated with the it was her like saying it, do your fucking homework yes yeah. and i was like oh like i know what i'm doing and because i knew what i wanted to do and mm. her saying you looking very skinny was in the way and i was like oh. and it was just this tug of war between knowing i'm disappointing my mother not disappointed she's worried for me and i could mm. feel that and my mum and I have always been on a very similar page. Like she can, she knows me like the back of her hand and she was seeing her daughter fade away and she's just concerned. And I 
just wanted to be really skinny and I don't know if it was for attention or to prove something to myself I still don't really know but I know it's got a lot to do with my dad and with yeah I think I think I mean fuck obviously not a psychiatrist Mm. (laughs) but I think that the the control thing Mm. is huge I couldn't control anything in my life and that was the only thing that I could control it's very true that to me makes so much sense yes and I think that like there's a this book this book's fucking insane and uh this was it was recommended on the podcast by this dude who's like one of the best motocross riders in the world like make he made millions over his career and he comes on the podcast and he goes that i said he he's like real into reading and we spoke about books and shit a, a bunch of times and then i was like what's the one book that like got you into reading and then he said that and he's like yeah self coaching the powerful guide to um depression and anxiety and i was like what you're the coolest cunt I know. Mm. Like you are fucking dope. It's Objectively what, yeah. dope, bro. <laughs> and uh and then yeah, he's just like, Man, the book changed my life, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So then I was like, in no way I've went around for years saying that like I don't even believe in anxiety. And then like I was steadfast in that. And then I was uh. like, I'm definitely not depressed. And uh and I mean fuck life life's going great. Like it was a I when I read that book, I thought I did not need that book. It's got a bit of primal shit in there too, because I've opened this page and it says, Blame it on the saber toothed tigers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm fuck. willing to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's easy to <laughs> It's for not me. your fault. Hey, it was the ice age. They can't get me now. <laughs> so it's so easy to blame those motherfuckers. <laughs> Seriously. But like I am blaming them when they're around. <laughs> but anyway, what he goes back to in this book is basically that like anxiety and depression are the same thing essentially Mm. but it's always goes back to control yeah and so like you think about when you're when your life's out of control and so it's like you're you're trying to control an outcome and when you feel like there's only like you're attached to one thing there's only one outcome it can only go this way it comes back into it comes back to like a lack of trust that you've got in yourself Mm. and nowadays anytime i have any issues anytime it's true a lack of trust that's really yeah it's true so now anytime i'm thinking anything anytime that i feel anxious anytime that i have those kinds of like those kinds of thoughts it's like Mm. do you not trust your ability to be okay with whatever situation life throws at you yes because like when you cling to that one thing you cling to you want that control there's only one outcome that you can have that's the only thing in your world that's going to be right Mm -hmm. and you just focus all of your attention all of your energy and then when fucking most of the time life doesn't work out mm. that way like you have to be okay with life going a completely like your different... la situation yeah 100 percent. yeah and it's like so anxiety is in this gentleman's uh description is just completely based on control and and now after reading that book i always go back to the fact of like man you've got through shit mm. like literally 99.9% of the things that have happened to you in your life day to day big or small mm-hmm. they're just not in your control they're these random events that you just kind of get a chance to respond to and you plan and you do the best that you've got on a daily basis to try and like limit the the margin for error but it's like you really don't have this what's so bad with error you know what's that yeah yeah exactly you're trying like, to limit something and it's like well it's responsible most for some of the great time, shit. Yeah, like most of the time when you go through that tumultuous shit, you come out and you're like, right, time to fine tooth comb my life. Mm. Um, but, oh, fuck, I was going to say something. I forgot what it was. That's fine. I'll keep rambling. Dang, Flavit. What was it? Bet it was good. It was good. 
but yeah I mean it, it does come back to to that control so like that's why when you were talking about the situation with like your dad leaving and all mm-hmm. and you're like a young girl like I can I can imagine from never being a girl mm-hmm. obviously yeah uh like when when <gasps> you're something you about Chase. yeah I was never a girl <laughs> uh but when you're a, like a young guy like I always felt like a man and I look back and there's so many instances now in my life where I look back I'm like you're a fucking kid like what the yeah. you're not a man like I have those moments you're barely a man now yeah. bro yeah I'm and like you thought you had it all together didn't you yeah so oh, he's like well, who's got egg on their face now but I thought like I was like I could fight my way out of a situation I can do like I, I'm good I got myself like as a as a dude I feel like that's something that is kind of like instilled in you in culture Mm -hmm. but for a girl i can't see that being the case so when you're a young girl and your life feels because i feel like a lot of the stuff that i went through like when i was saying i you know fucking crazy kid shit that i was going through i like had this thing where no i will make shit happen for myself yeah i could take it upon myself like i'm a dude i'll fucking make it happen like if you're in my way i'll fucking do it like that was the attitude that i had but Mm -hmm. that's like a very like masculine like energy that i was like trying to just manifest essentially and that was like the way that i coped yeah and that's the same thing that's control that's me just wanting to control control exactly and you in the end, it is an illusion. Like, you really don't have the control that you think you have. But, but I, you a, want a man to do that, to be honest with you. Like, uh, there's nothing more attractive than a guy going, we're doing this. And you go, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I hate it when someone's like, what do you want to do? You want to do this? You want to do that? You want to do this? You want to do that? It's like, don't give me all the options. And it, like I was saying, <laughs> I'm not good at making decisions. Yeah. it's You want someone to be like, we're doing this. But I feel like that comes easy uh, for a guy to do. Like, culturally... I feel like maybe like the Aussie thing, like my dad's a fucking tradie, Mm. like grew up playing footy and, you know, that's that world that you're in. Like as a young girl going through what you went through with like your dad leaving and and all that kind of shit that you had to go through, it's like it probably doesn't feel like, like the way that I felt like I could just fucking make it happen, bro. Like that's probably not the way you felt. Mm. And it's probably not the way most girls feel. I mean... (laughs) there's that thing when you're younger where you go I can be anything like you're saying and yeah I think that aligned with the thing that I was using to control myself in my imagination which was if I can be skinny I can get that thing that I want to be because I said that I wanted to be a model and I wanted to be a musician and and a performer before that but then and you grew up in like the Britney Christina yeah and I think you grew up in that yeah. yeah so but yeah what i did to to swing back what i did to to get there um was basically i I starved myself and then when i couldn't starve myself anymore i would eat and then i would feel terrible about eating and i would just throw it up and i did that for seven years and it got worse and worse and worse and it became so addictive because food is a drug and I was never on un, un, uh, uh, that sounds so stupid I was about to say I was never unhealthy I never liked junk food is what I'm trying to say yeah I was okay. always like still very like you know you can't eat that and you're kind of still like that now right I'm you're like super insanely pl- strict on your food yeah I just know what <laughs> in the process of recovery I was so sensitive to artificial things and I was so sensitive to sugars and because yeah. my body wasn't used to ingesting it so I learned what different things going into my body made me feel like yeah and 
I definitely took it too far to a point where it was like there's a version of an eating disorder called orthorexia where you take health quote unquote too far and you just become too acute with all of that stuff and you yeah. start poisoning yourself with fucking spirulina and colloidal yeah. silver and whatever the rest of it is yeah. and you just, just become eating turmeric powder yeah just pickling yourself from <laughs> the inside out with vitamins <laughs> and there was like an element of that on the road to recovery so I think that like through getting better um I went through all of them and I was like okay the, the only thing you can do is to fucking grab the bull by the horns and accept that if you're going to have a bit of weight on you you're going to be able to live your life mm. and it took doing that to get to a place of feeling out where my body sits naturally because it didn't know my body had no idea where it was mm. it went from a 14 year old like pre-pubescent friggin you know fried eggs for tits to this tiny prey mantis my uncle used to call me slim shady because i was always creeping around and i was super skinny and and um now it applies more to my hair but yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah. (laughs) um but yeah just where was i what was i saying i'm good you get it you get it um yeah to to get better i had to go through these versions of it to admit yeah you're gonna just have to accept not being perfect to it's it's the pedestal you hold the version of yourself you want to be on and then the fear of not getting there and Mm. you cut yourself off at the knees a little bit or you um you don't consider the cheat that you're doing because i was cheating because you can the second you stick your fingers down your throat you're cheating your health you're cheating yourself and you can't cheat and i had that was a big lesson i couldn't cheat myself anymore i was cheating myself the whole fucking time and i knew that that was i was gonna have to wear that for because you reap what you sow and i had to deal with that and it took so long to get my body to a point where i could even digest food that's so gnarly and then i was vegan for a long time and um that was a a version of control still because i mean now i'm not really anything i definitely can't have dairy i've never been able to but um other than that i I eat pretty much everything i don't really eat um, (laughs) like a third of my diet is gone if i eliminate dairy really oh fuck it's the worst i see i can't eat it if i eat it you know about it um (laughs) it's not good i get really puffy and um just lactose intolerant anyway yeah let's not get into it um (laughs) but yeah it to, to learn about yourself and, and what you can eat as well as another and what is good for you and what works against you yeah. is so crazy like so this was just like a deeply psychological thing mm-hmm. and then I went to a Tony Robbins seminar which was how I got better really I was in a toxic relationship how old how old was I yeah. I was uh, six I'd just come out of hospital yeah and what were you thinking about sorry we'll get to tony robbins mm. i fucking love tony robbins Me that too. voice oof. i know um, <laughs> um what were you thinking that your life could be like when you were in hospital like are you even thinking that far no. ahead like i had you, i had nothing to think about but that and that was and being sedated like that must yeah. be a fucking trip like so i've raced and motocross my whole life yeah. i've broken everything yeah. so like I've spent a lot of time on heavy painkillers. Yeah. Uh, not so much um, 
when I'm home from the injuries. Like when I'm home, I'm normally good. Sometimes you get an injury that like you can pull, yeah, wrangle that fucker. Um, sometimes you can get an injury that you really have to like be on painkillers for a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but man, like I've been in a hospital where like I've got morphine buttons and you mm. know get like it's on good shit. Fucking hectic. Yeah. Really, really good. I feel like there's a case to be made for making that shit controlled legal. Fuck, you can feel good on it. Yeah. Um, but like fentanyl and, you know, like then even, even like going in for surgeries. Valium. Yeah, Valium's a fucking... To me, Valium was like this magic fairy godmother. Fuck, Valium's a good time, to be honest. It like, was, so, you but can't... it was holes in your fucking brain. And, yeah, and, and, and like I was saying before, it's bad for you and you're going to have to pay for what you cheat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you just got to do things the way that they are. And life is this up and down thing. And when you accept that it's always going to be up and down, it's not always going to be good when it's good. It's not going to last forever. And it's not always going to be bad when it's bad. Mm. And how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, my friend. You're <laughs> never going to get an elephant and be like, you're going to eat that. You're like, that's impossible. It's like, no, it's not. You can. It's just going to take a bit. Yeah. And that was kind of me looking at my eating disorder being like, how am I going to do this? And it's just a one bite at a time thing. There was no light bulb moment where I woke up and I was like, I'm better. Yeah. It was so fucking long of articulate, precision, self-reflection, setting myself up for actually living and it was hard because i nullified myself so much in my primary developmental years yeah yeah that's that's like one yeah of, that's what i'm thinking i'm like man you just missed a lot i missed so much you missed a lot but you i feel like, like that's why i miss shit now but i'm like did i miss that because i missed that then and yeah. i feel a little yeah, bit behind the eight ball. Like, yeah you honestly probably did yeah but there's stuff that you would know that other people don't know yeah it's so like the a things different that, yeah the things that you missed out on like you've gained some other shit. Mm, I'm ahead in a different area that is kind of useless, but that will. No, nah, I doubt it. I feel like it. In a social setting, it's it shows. Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> ring autistic chick over here? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like playing. Who got that? Who got the crackhead? No, but that, that was another thing. I had to question if I did have any other versions of mental uh, situations. Like, a, yeah. I went to a psychiatrist, psychologist, and there was this one that was like, "You could very well be um, semi Asperger's or autistic," and I was like. Just got to salt and pepper that in there too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got a whole herb side, garden of fucking. Yeah, can I just get a side of autism? Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. We're going to hold the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to give you a side of autism potential. There's a bit bipolar. of a weight on that one. Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The jury's out. You're going to have to see the weight. I'm writing a review. <laughs> um, but yeah. But that, I mean, that's kind of fucking very. Uh, like how do you do that's kind of this whole emotions thing like yeah. there's no biological footprint there's no, no biological footprint in the brain for a lot of these things there's no biological footprint for mm-hmm. anxiety there's no biological cuz like anxiety right anxiety you can feel anxious never, never, i don't know why. Don't, no, never met her i've never met her <laughs> is she <laughs> um, you can be anxious about something but that exact same feeling so like i i do like a jiu jitsu competition i'm fucking super scared but am I scared or am I excited. excited? It's the same shit. I thought that about coming here. Yeah, it's the same. Like, it presents itself in the same way. Yeah. But there's an interpretation. And yeah. the interpretation matters. Mm. Like, the interpretation of those feelings that you are decoding, that's real. Mm-hmm. It's super real. It's as real in saying, if you want to call it anxiety, it's anxiety. You're the only one feeling that feeling. Mm. If you want to call it excitement, fuck, it's excitement. Mm-hmm. But... 
it's like I think that knowing like conceptually knowing that definitely does make a difference and like to know that a lot of these diagnoses for like that there, there isn't this distinct biological footprint in your body where you're like bam there's depression in the yeah brain. yeah bam there's yeah. happiness like so it's, it's like why are you calling these things what they are when they might just be motions an add like add to me i don't have add mm. but i was on fucking pills for years so, so did that? i have add I'm fucking well why'd they give you the pills <laughs> but that's the thing they said i had add but to me right now like i stopped taking those pills yeah. and i was like i don't have add I had Ritalin mm. for a while there and that was not good. No, I didn't like it. That was a no good thing. Yeah. I, I relapsed with an eating disorder from the Ritalin, I think. Really? Because it was like an overstimulation of the frontal cortex, which was already running on like, as like I was at the max of my treadmill sprinting. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it put me up to like, you know, fucking 20 when yeah, I was running yeah. at 16. And, and you, like, I was like, jump off the sides. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, I lost my shit there for a second. And, um, yeah, so I, I think that, it, like, if you can learn to deal with yourself naturally, because I ended up going on antidepressants when I was 12 until I was 16. That's too much. Yeah, who the fuck did that? Like, but we need to have a word to Sykes. Yeah, I mean, but that was the fucking age. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that's still a thing, but I mean, to, like... That's probably got something to do with the eating disorder as well, because I was nullified. I had no... Fu- like, there was no repercussions or feelings of anything because there was no f- emotion to be in touch with because yeah. it was dead from I the I feel like the jury's like pretty much fucking at a unanimous verdict on SSRIs. Like it's not... I okay, the get sentence re- you've just said has gone over my head. What was that? Well, so, it, <laughs> so like an SSRI... You're speaking like a, in binary, just like one zero zero one. Blah, 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 blah. Um, like antidepressants, like the, the class of What's anti- SSRI? Uh, fucking, it's the full... Look, Ronan, get off your fucking phone, mate. type ssri antidepressant into seriously uh, stupid information yes uh what's the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors so that's why i said ssri because i'm not smart enough to remember that i'm smart enough to remember the four letter acronym yes (laughs) but apart from that we out (laughs) but yeah like i think the um I think the jury's pretty fucking well decided that that's they're not like the best thing. I think they they definitely work for like some people. Yeah. But I think that there's like fucking microdosing mushrooms. Have you ever done that? I would love to. That's a great way but to fix depression I and anxiety. Susceptible to probably schizophrenia. Mm. Yeah, I feel I def- like I'm like I'm very. Uh, I don't know if I've even got a fucking grap, grip, grap, gripple, grapple, gripple, yeah, okay, <laughs> gravel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think you, I, I have a, a solid hold on reality as it is. Yeah. So I just don't think that I, maybe it would cure me or maybe it would kill me. And I don't know if I'm willing to take that leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heads it is. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. You just, I, I don't know if I could. Maybe eventually when I'm more comfortable yeah. in my life yeah but while i'm just a you know carrying working on, it out carrying on the way i'm working are. it out i am working it out and i'm patient enough with myself to know that i it's something i'd like to do but it's not something that i'm ready for quite yet and it's not like just I'm very the, interested not the uh, yeah if you if you're a person too like i speak about drugs a bit but i definitely would say to anybody if you're even have doubts in your head and you think like, oh, I'm probably susceptible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of the people that don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. Like Russell Brand. He couldn't do acid. 
Mm. He's not coming back. It's going to get stuck in his spine. Yeah. And he's going to think he's family of the Simpsons. Fuck, man. You know, Eminem, like, fucked me up with drugs, eh? Like, he used to talk about... Remember when he used to rap about, like, how it would... Uh, ecstasy would, like, rip all your spinal fluid out and shit? You remember, like, listening no, to those? No, I, like, I think this is where I was so on the Britney. You were the Britney. I, I was on Britney. Yeah, so I was... This is what was fucked up about my generation. I was Eminem, Limp Biscuit, Dr. Dre. Yeah. Like... Shouldn't be listening. Bad influences. Should not be listening to that shit Same as a with kid. Britney, though. She was slutting it up. Alas, I'm me in the center of the ring, just like a third. Oh, it's too much. Too yeah. much. That was fucking the 90s, man. Yeah. It's funny when you can, like, look back at a generation and be like, ah, yeah, that's where we really fucked up. Yep. But also, I love looking at Britney now and going... What's, like, the latest photo of Britney? Could you please just type in Britney Spears? Just go to the latest one. It's on par with the SSRI topic. Is she doing? Is she doing okay, dude? Talk about a come up, Kevin Fertiline. Is that his name, Kevin Fertiline? Fertiline. Don't know him. That was her husband. Oh, this K-Fed? one here. K Fed. The one that looks like. Two days ago. Enrique Iglesias. Nah, man. Oh, she doesn't look that good. Poor bugger. I think there was a thing where she, her father wouldn't let her... Stress will fuck you up. Her, no, her father controls her life and all of her finances. So because she went through that mental health thing when she shaved her head, they put her on these uh, extreme antidepressants and, and pharmaceuticals. And she just became this prodigy of what her father was trying to like contain yeah. her from was the level like of fame she had. Before or after Famous? after famous like yeah. this is like now this oh, she's still in yeah, this yeah, shit yeah, yeah, and yeah. people are making fun of her and stuff on the internet and saying you know look at her she's fat and she's doing these dances and what's she doing and it's come out that um her father's got some kind of custody over basically all of her assets and oh, she's only no. allowed to do a like she can't leave the fucking house and this stud of a boyfriend she's got is kind of just like i mean even like how shit would it be to be famous like me t- me rattling off some kind of like half-assed information about Brittany. Yeah, i don't yeah, fucking yeah. know what's going yeah, on yeah. honestly she could she i just could said have... she wasn't looking good what a cunt i am but i don't i don't know what man you think about her like i would as sure as you could be about anything i reckon i could say <laughs> that if i said that britney spears <laughs> blue pill red pill blue pill you'd never be famous no one ever fucking knows who you are and none of this ever happened you go back like go back to start collect your 200 bucks and have a fucking crack blue pill red pill red pill oh fuck I really just screwed it there <laughs> red pill you do this all over again there is no way she would do it again get famous yes did you see her when she was very young on talent shows no she had a great voice she had a deep voice she, she was like oh I don't care she was very like um, Sinatra-esque yeah. like a prodigy of that era yeah. and then she got into mainstream pop and did what you know they all do to make the money and she was this we do like we oh babe yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck mm. yeah man I don't know that it would and then Shakira piece. came along yeah true got that booty happening <laughs> um, we don't have pop culture in the same way these days no we have William Eilish Billie Eilish yeah William Eilish we have we have like like fringe culture is more what's fringe culture well so like I would say that Billie Eilish would be like 
let's say if we transport back to the 90s Billie Eilish is fringe culture she's not pop culture pop culture is popular culture mm. like that would not be popular that would be like a niche kind of deal you know what I mean like Slayer is fringe culture they're fringe people like they're not the box that you would put in like Billboard number one Britney Spears Christina Aguilera Justin Timberlake like that whole deal but I think that like our when we grew up it was dominated by pop culture because you only had you had TV you had the radio fuck no more mugs that's gonna be it's the essence of mug that your your uh, next promotion will come with uh, bartending requirements <laughs> You're gonna be out. You're gonna be doing. You're gonna be doing it. Your all, Your resume Ronan. is gonna be looking yeah. fine. You're gonna be doing it all, Ronan. Yeah. No, maybe we just need it. You're Mr. Consistent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, but we have, you know, we had like radio, magazines, TV, and they're all controlled by like big companies. There's only like yeah. We were told what we were fed. Yes. But then SoundCloud and stuff came out. We can find our own music. We can find Instagram. Yes. And but. MySpace. Yeah. Napster. I was there for Napster. What the fuck is Napster? What? What? Napster. What? MSN. I was there for MSN. Yeah, MSN was the shit. Napster. No good on Napster. What's Napster? I've never even like, heard Google of Napster. Na- Google Napster. Is this it- has started everything. I have to pee. Go pee. Can I pee? Yes. Yes. Ryan's never heard of Napster either. Oh, yeah. Fuck, you're good at... Uh, Picking up where you left off. What do you mean? It's on the screen. <laughs> you could have just worn that compliment. But I noticed it other than just then. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. You ki- you're very good at like circling back. I try to. Sometimes I'm not that good at it. But yeah, so Napster. This is what changed everything. So, you know, have you watched the Facebook movie? No. With, um... With Justin Timberlake? No. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh, okay. So anyway, Sean Parker, he's a dude that founded Napster. So this was the thing that made iTunes happen. So you used to be able to... It was like peer-to-peer file uh, sharing. So you used to be able to go on... So I would sit in cans in my tiny house with one computer and a... What was a DSL back then? Like dial-up internet... And then you'd get ba-doom, on. Ba-doom. Yeah, you'd do that old chestnut. Yeah. And then you'd get onto Napster and you'd type in Metallica. And then it'd show like a hundred results of other people that had Napster, that had Metallica songs in their shared folder. It sounds so minuscule and simple that, that I can't enti- comprehend it. This fucked the entire industry. So this changed the whole music like industry. Like LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. So this was before LimeWire. Okay. So this was like the OG thing. I'm thinking it's a social media version of something. Nah. It's just like, a, okay, so it's like a hack of iTunes. Yeah, so this was the first thing. Right. So like when we were talking about pop culture and the control going away from people. So like this for me, so what I used to do, so being into motocross my whole life, I would you'd get these motocross DVDs, right? So, like, you'd buy this DVD and you waited, like, a year. It'd be in all the American motocross magazines for, like, a year before it got to Australia. Yeah. Finally get to Australia, you'd save up your pocket money, then you'd go and you'd buy this DVD. And, like, my entire music taste came from these motocross DVDs, but they were full-on fringe culture. Yeah. Like, you could never hear that shit. I mean, maybe you could go to Sanity and find, like, Define fringe culture. So, like, just not mainstream yeah so anything like i would say so you basically had your own little peephole to a sound cloud 
Yeah. Of, if you will. Yeah, it was just like this fully alternative genre, like yeah. punk rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's like offshoots, like new metal and all these yeah. different kind of thrash metal. And it and would all just this. be like bands that had access to this that would upload it straight to. Yeah, well, the- every. Yeah, like everyone that you had like a shared folder. So like I'd go in and there'd be like these bands that I would never know anything. Like I'd never knew any other song, but it was like I'd go onto Napster or LimeWire and I'd type it in and then that's yeah. like and then my friends that rode bikes like we all listened to the same music so like we kind of had the ability through the internet to like deviate away from pop culture and I didn't have to listen to So Fresh 99 mm. you know like I could choose Throw my own there. that really gave me a that's a vibe <laughs> yeah that, that was a vibe that was, was vibe. the first vibe there was <laughs> so th- th- that was like the yeah, like, this shit let us go away from pop culture. So yeah. we were, like, the last pop culture generation, I think. Yeah. And then from there, it's just like, we're like, nah, we'll find our own fucking thing. Yeah, we'll adapt. And now it's like, yeah, there's you get the, the whole SoundCloud rapper thing and then there'll be, like, something. You just get, that, like, a trending sa- sound on TikTok. And... Yeah. Do you know what scares the fuck out of me is seeing young kids on tiktok and thinking about how that is going to affect them when they're our age Mm. because you don't learn the fundamentals of social interactions because even me as a fully developed kind of adult in an awkward or tense situation or social shedding it's easy social shedding it's easy to go on your phone and just to zone out so for those people just listening we just put in the mouth game where like you fucking put the yeah you know, we're gonna do the rest of the podcast <laughs> yeah. without him so excuse that's what i'm saying yeah um but yeah that's a very real thing yeah. and i think that that that's definitely that's at our level right now yeah especially with like dating apps and i was talking Ew. a friend of mine um she came over the other day to get uh, to borrow a book off my housemate and we were talking and like I was like, oh, how's your, you know, dating We were doing life? book club. We were talking book club. Happiest man alive on the uh, book recommendation list. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I was just like, oh, how's the guy you're seeing? She's like, oh, Michael. I was like, oh, I don't know. And then she's like, oh, I was like, this one. She's like, oh, no, that guy's not, I'm not talking to him. He ghosted me and blah, blah, blah. And she said, she's like, oh, yeah, I feel like the Gold Coast like guys don't ask you out anymore at all i never in like face-to-face scenario that was the only way you could ask somebody out gone gone from society doesn't happen anymore send me a fucking text other than the chick giving me her number the other day on a piece of paper i don't think i've i I mean I, i had a really shitty situation happen recently with a guy that i was a thousand red flags in one per- it was like a neon flashing sign of red flags and i was like i'll be and a bull like, <laughs> and i just ran towards it <laughs> but um i date ted bundy's um mm. no i don't Perfect. i just have a, a tendency to, to lean towards narcissistic men as history will have it play out um but anyway i haven't been asked out in they just don't have the... I, I, and I, I'm not saying it like, you should. I'm yeah, saying yeah. it from an observational perspective because yeah. I remember being 16 in a bar when I shouldn't have been, but men would come up to you and they'd be like, hey, 
what's going on they don't do that anymore because I, I don't know if it's like the stink that some people have of like, I'm too good for you. And they're in their own land, fucking la la land. And, you know, it's it's almost too hard to to go and take the risk and see if someone's going to be an actual person because people are operating so purely out of ego these days in like a social setting. Like when you walk into, for a very common example, Burley Pavilion, you walk in, everyone looks at you and you're mm. like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, I just walked in. Am I allowed to be here? Like, it's just a super yeah. invasive, like, pack mentality. New new kid on the block stare. And it's like, there's people coming in and out here all the time. This is a public space. Yeah. That feeling translates into dating these days where it's like, a guy's not going to come up to you at a bar if it's 99% likely that you'll be like, <laughs> whatever. Yes. Like, you got to give someone... Like, women don't give guys the time of day. No, they don't. And it's but shit it, it, like, but it, it may like both both parties are to blame I, I know like, so I know. many guys are cunts like there's so many piece of shit dudes out there and you give but them the benefit of the doubt so many fucking bitches yeah that'll just be like yeah 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 and then like and then if you do talk to a chick they're like the conversation's straight what do you do and then it goes into there's like an instant social comparison that gets drawn to like if you're even able to talk to me that's fucked up that's real though Mm, there's the people that you give like there was this guy the other week i was sitting there having a drink with my girlfriends and he came up and he gave me a compliment it was so lovely i said oh my god thank you so much that's so nice and then it got too too clingy staying around like just it, it overstayed the welcome thing and i had to come to a point like half an hour later where I was like he was still just talking and my girlfriends are looking at me going are you gonna fucking do anything about this and I'm like they're like they looked at me like this is your fault for not saying fuck off in the first place yeah. and I was like I don't have that in me to yeah. dismiss someone who's actually come out of their way just tell me something nice that's a nice thing to do yeah and maybe that's a weakness but whatever I'd rather be nice and walk away and feel good yeah there's no joy in being a cunt that's something I've known. Like, even when in a dating situation where people are like, you got to play hard to get or you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm like, why? Yeah. Can you just, like, do what you feel? Can mm. you not? Why is it so... Like, I get having a little bit of cool, but I don't understand this whole, like, game playing shit mm. where these lines get crossed and it's all operating out of ego and, like, that's a version of control. Yeah. Because you're manipulating the way someone else feels about you through the way that you act with them yeah and it's this weird puppetry show where it's like why can't you just be what it is and see where that goes and then it's out of a place of truth and honesty yeah and that's always going to manifest a better a richer soil if you will yeah yeah like and it it comes down to like with choices like really fucked us up as well hmm. so the last the guy that did the podcast in here this morning he's been with his wife since she was 13 and he was 14. That's it so beautiful. It blows my mind. But it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, why? But but also, if you found that, that is beautiful. And why would you want to have lived a vapid existence between like... People say, I guess the argument against that is you got to go out and you got to live. And mm. it's like, well, love is what everyone's looking for anyway. Mm. So if you found that, then why are you at a loss? Yeah, yeah. Because comparison is the thief of joy Joy, yes totally and what's to say that's that's not what we all should have done Mm. 
But but when you get like, there's a selflessness involved with it. Yeah, man, I was so fucking blown away by it. Like, and he's a G, like a G. It's strong, right? I like it. <laughs> um, he's a fucking G. Like a, I, I just, you look at this dude. So he like owns this massive Patriot campers. Like he was saying that probably between not his business. Um, that's what it generates. But in terms of like all the contractors, all the auxiliary companies that he works with, the manufacturers, the employment that they provide, it's probably like a hundred million dollar a year business. And it's like, this dude could be the biggest fuck boy ever and get mm. away with it. Like he, he's like big trucks. He rolled in here in a fucking six wheel land cruiser that was worth like $300,000. Mm. It's like, he could be Dan Bilzerian mm. of Australia if he wanted. He's 40, good looking fucking dude. And it's number? like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Homewrecker. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like he could do that shit. Yeah. But, and to hear that he's been with his chick from 14. And it's like the, the problem is, is that, and I've said this a bunch of times, and it's honestly like kind of makes me sound a bit fucked, but it's a horse I'm like down to ride into town if it makes it better for other people. And it, it, it's like there is a currency that guys get from fucking hot chicks unfortunately like a merit or like yes there's a legitimate like a, like a tally on the board yes there's a legitimate for tangi- you or for everyone else to see or both so like you if you're like the dude that's going to the clubs and you're like fucking smooth talking you're able to get a bunch of chicks oh, to the honestly, table it makes me feel sick talking about it I because know. it's so away from what you want to hear as a girl yeah and I'm not like I'm not saying yeah you're great because it's what it is yeah and I can see that, but... But it helped my career. What did? It's like to be like... Fucking chicks! No, but like seriously, like to be that guy and to like... Just not not saying like I'm that guy in that scenario, but like that that's the so thing. So we're just going to bring up Jace's count. Yeah. Can you pull that up? <laughs> yeah, right. Look, look <laughs> that up. No, um, but it's like there is a certain... So that would then like there'd certain people would want to hang out with you. Mm. And certain people would want to give you more work. You'd get like, oh, there's a flyaway party in New York. Like, mm. oh, okay, there's we should get like a fun crew together for this. Right. Like, and it helped. Really? The, fuck yeah. And so, like, you don't think that chicks sleep with dudes to get into certain places? Like, that's real. Why is it not real the other way around? But the problem you got to turn something off inside you if you're going to do that, though, as a girl. I think that's fucking common insanely I've, common I've heard this is the thing I'm not like an over oh, I don't know if I can talk about this there's no point why I can't I'm not like an oh what's the matter you want to go outside it's five it's nearly five that he's got a body clock oh okay yeah um I'm definitely more 100% more romantic than anything else like I mm. don't have a thing inside me that needs I'm very okay with my own company I don't need someone to and I'm not trying to be one of these. I'm an independent. Yeah, I yeah. don't have that. Like, I'm an I independent black woman. Me, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, I, there will be a point where I'm like, I need a man. Yeah, I want some company. Because everyone fucking does. Everyone needs someone, I think. And if you're going to kid yourself, then be my guest. Yeah. You work it out in your own time. Yeah. But like, I've, I really don't feel like I, I need a boyfriend. And I think that in a in a time, of, especially my age, like it's okay to say that as well. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I don't need a buddy. Mm. I don't want that mm. and I don't know when you're not a dumb girl and you can sit and you can have a conversation it's one of those what I've found is if they can't most guys don't want to meet their girlfriend mm. they just want to meet a root yes so when you're talking to someone who has some kind of brains about them and they don't want that 
you get dismissed really easily. Yeah, and I think that's why I don't like get asked work. out. Yeah, I'm a fucking yeah. handful. And yeah, I, that's yeah. what I've noticed. Yeah. I'm like, guys don't want me because You're I'm- You're in the fu- too hard basket. 100%. And I am And then there's videos, there's videos like the hot crazy matrix as well. <laughs> That, that are out there that like millions of fucking dudes are seen but like I'll, I'll tell you I'm I'll, probably in it yeah yeah you'd be like it's like the hotter you are the crazier you are it's like a fucking slight it's like a slow on the ranks sense. but I'm there yeah so but like it is a thing and it's a there's a culture in, in the same way that there's a culture of girls that'll sleep with guys that uh, and I was around athletes a lot so like it's very prevalent yes. in the athlete space yeah. so like that's the world that I was in and I was in like it's like music and all that sort of shit. So you've got those chicks, but in the same way that it works for chicks, like there's some, there's ways that it works for guys as well. And mm. and while there's like positive reinforcement for behavior, even if it's the wrong behavior, yeah. like a positive reinforcement is positive. Oi, that's enough out of you. It's only 512. <laughs> uh, but while there is that, that, um, positive you know reinforcement and it is like that culture and you see it in like footy clubs and you see it in you know you do see it everywhere and it's definitely something that then you start to uh, there's like a validation that comes from it as well mm. and I think that you can seek validation in fucking a hundred thousand yes. different ways totally and I think that that is the thing that you like in the modern sort of dating world like that's really what you're coming up against is like mm. a bunch of guys seeking validation a bunch of girls that are well, i mean i shouldn't speak on the fucking girl side of thing mm. but then you get girls that will do the you know the but cl- they the want climb. validation too yeah and that but girls are in competition with girls yes and that's where we fuck up yes because we're trying to outdo each other and you end up looking like you're all going to Melbourne Cup when all you're doing is going for a fucking sunset beverage and you yeah. dial it back a bit with the effort yes and I'm and I'm talking to myself as well because I've been the girl that rocks up at the party that goes I'm not even dressed as myself I don't know what I did but yeah. I look yeah. like a fucking idiot I'm in costume right now yeah literally my <laughs> girlfriend's like what are you wearing I'm like I don't know I tried too hard <laughs> I did the thing she was like do you want me to dress she was I like, did it again yeah I was like do you have a tuxedo I'd rather that like uh, we just do it we don't yeah. even know we're doing it yeah so there's definitely like a bunch of wires crossed and then when you like you're in the too hard basket mm-hmm. there's another fucking hot chick that's just there Mm. And then there's another one. So and easy. then there's another one. Root and then and there's another one. You got a root and boot or you got you to marry and accidentally fucking get on a spiel about Joe Rogan and Sapiens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your chick. <laughs> That's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it is like a... The, I think that this being spoiled for choice is something that... Do you think social media affects yeah, that? Yeah, and that's where, I, that's where I'm sort of going with it, you know? Like, and but it's not real yeah i know but well it is real it's fucking right there you can it's as real like what what is real like how would you define real well what are your standards to obtaining what you follow like i don't know what you follow but like you there's different levels bro yeah (laughs) sports backstroke (laughs) um but when you i mean there's different what i'm trying to say is I don't know what it's like to be a guy and I mm. know that you're what you are looking for is or is going to change and what you're attracted to does it really matter or is it just like you set a notch on the on the tally on the tally board wait what do you mean what are you like attract- when you're looking for 
a girl, like you were saying, to sleep with girls gives you a merit of some description mm. or a status. Does it matter what they look like if they call themselves as something that they're just scraping by as? Whether it be like a model or an influencer or something like that. Like if it's, does the quality of the diamond matter for the ring? Mm, yeah, I guess it would. But yeah, I mean, there's guys out there that are just like the fucking. I just want to bang everything. Yeah, they're like, she, yeah, she had two heads, but yeah, she yeah. still like, had. Yeah, there's a- like the quality guys, there's the quantity guys. Like, there's a whole fucking, there's a whole world out there of that that shit. And so, what I'm trying to ultimately trying to say is, there's that's a fucking problem. Yeah, it's a, it exists. It's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point, but is how can you say it's guy, gross and then go do it? Oh, I don't, I'm, don't do that now. But there's a like there is that's still a. But thing. I know men that do say it. What they're like mean? they did they say all these things and then they actively say yeah it's it's shallow it's vapid it's this, and, oh, it's and then they'll still and do then it, they'll yeah. still do it yeah. and it's like because like i was saying there is a reward well, that's like me saying i think instagram's shallow and vapid and i still but go out and exa- post a photo and i get paid for it so it's exactly. like hey. yeah yeah we're all doing that we're all and that's like fuck man like at some point you got to put a moral flag in the ground and yes. i think that to, to go back to justin this guy like he met his fucking wife man like mm-hmm. he fell in love with her and like the flag goes in the ground and it's like the because decision and, and it circles back to like literally how we started this it's like you've got all these things that you're good at you've got these lanes that you want to go into and it's like we talk i talked curiosity about it. killed the cat yeah fucking oath like, but like you said you got to try all the things so that's curiosity that also brings you to the point of yeah the, the problem is if you've got paralysis by analysis mm. then you need to try the things mm. so some people some people just think about the things that they want to do and then they talk about the things that they want to do and there's no real action that takes place mm. so then it's like well you, you you're fucking on the hamster wheel at that point you know mm. but like the the there's definitely a thing that happens and it's like with me getting kicked out of america essentially and it's like nah bro you're here like make it work now like there's you don't there's nowhere for you to go now like you yeah, can't you can do the big fish in a small pond thing what's that well, the, the podcast and everything, yeah, you know, it's kind yeah. of like focus on what's in front of you. Yeah. And so what you had to shorten the circumference of your bubble. But so what, yeah, and eliminating choice. Mm. You know, that was the but thing. But get good at the, the couple of stepping stones that you've got in front of you. It's easy for me to say because I'm talking to you. No, but I mean. To my own life and I can't. But that's what, like, that's honestly what I did do with this, you know. Like, mm. I just excluded everything else. And you, there's a funny, like, I'm not really a big quotes guy, but the thing that, like, 2020 was like, probably one of the gnarliest years for me because i just fucking cut off everything mm-hmm. i was that i read a warren buffett quote where he's like write out a list from one to 25 put it in order of like the things you love in your life like these are my activities this is what i do mm. and from six to 25 becomes your do not ever do this under any circumstances list yeah so if like there's probably a fuck- i'd have a top three complex like i'd get from my like my top three would be like maybe give me an aneurysm yeah but you can have the, the top three doesn't matter it's your top five so like okay. as long as it's in your top five and i honestly applied that to my life last year mm. i got i got work relationships reading jujitsu meditation five things mm. i didn't do anything else mm. i got rid of a tv i didn't watch a fucking netflix show yeah didn't go to a movie, nothing yeah and it's again it's like kind of like like you remove the choice you remove these options because it's like it's fucking too much we've got way too much choice yeah. and i think that you know to talk about dating and shit like that fuck man you go down the pavilion if we go to the pavilion right now bitches everywhere mm. dudes everywhere mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck you want go and ahead. they're all like 
I, I look at them in such a in such a cartoon like way when I look at it all because you can feel their energy they're all like seething yeah. and just hungry and the chicks oh. are just like little like meerkats just like <laughs> traveling in packs it's funny too like you think about it it's so fucking I used to think this all the time like clubs in America because yeah. they're so fucking extra and it's just like yeah, honestly. And then, like, the chicks are just the like silver these, back over there, and yeah, there's the this little fucking cute little baby deer, just like, yeah, like yeah. every single sound, just fucking like hair stand up. They're just like on red alert, just ready to fucking bounce at any point. Some random giraffe in the corner, just like, hey guys! <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I mean, it's fucking, that shit is real. Yeah. It's very, it's, we're very animalistic. I'd love to see David Attenborough do a narration of a weekend at the Belly Pavilion. Well, hey, do you remember the fucking Mean Girls bit? Yes. That, that literally was yeah. the exact same thing where she's yeah. like narrating the, the whole fucking Serengeti deal go down it. 100%. When they're all like in the, in the, in the, um, what do you call it? Water fountain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was fucking, that was a good fucking movie. Mm, it was a good movie. But, um, Yes, very, very animalistic men and women. Mm. I can't just say men because it's not true. It's no, it it's, goes we're both. both. Yeah, it yeah, goes both ways. Totally. But yeah, they're, they're, that's definitely and like yeah. So I've been kind of mentioned like talking about that shit, and I I still know dudes are just like heavy fucking caught in that in that deal, mm. and it's just like boys, this I ain't think, this ain't the move. Do you think men make a decision when they get to a certain age? to be a man or to continue doing the thing that they're doing and do it forever mm. because uh, I don't know many guys under the age of 24 25 but between the ages of 25 and let's say 40 there is a, a, a point where I notice some of them make a decision and some of them just mm. will continue doing the same shit forever yeah and meaning like trying to make money trying to find girls wasting their life doing these vapid shallow surface level things that total to a public merit but never are socially totally satiating from a personal perspective yeah so it's kind of like this this merry-go-round of you know eventually you're gonna have to get off it Mm. and you're gonna you know have to but so like you got to think though it sort of comes back to like if it's still serving you whether it serves you like completely or ultimately and there's like this this like real uh deep down validation like if you've never experienced like real wholesome validation from a source that you could say is like the new york times versus the daily mail mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if, you, if you've only talking about love just talking about anything like anything in life like real success that wasn't based on you know what i mean like fucking learning a metallica solo all the way through like an incredibly complex metallica solo or playing something on like for release on piano and you fucking nail it but you're by yourself in your room Mm -hmm. there's like a gnarly sense of of like of like soul filling validation that comes from that's the validation that we would like aim towards there's like Mm. love that exists there as well right Mm. but if you've only ever read the fucking daily mail and you've never read Ernest Hemingway you don't know what you're missing out on yeah you don't fucking know yeah so like you got to think about these these guys that you know you can it's they just don't have the capacity yeah well they've never been there it's like the fucking four minute mile 
Mm. People, people, that four minute mile mark was just like this impossible task that would never be like yeah. done. And then two weeks later, after it gets done the first time, there's fucking like 30 people that have done it. Yeah. So it's like if you've never been there, if, you, if you're the ceiling of like your capacity has never been to that point and you don't know that it can be there mm. then like are you even at fault well it's like me trying to do mushrooms i just don't know what's in the side so i'm too scared to go there and i'll never know and i'll leave it at that <laughs> done done on the mushrooms Damn. no mushies, <laughs> no we're, mushies only, we're, only having, we're only having fucking what's the what's the, the give me a mushroom name i just fuck my own joke uh uh fucking portobello portobello yeah we're just sticking portobello por- we're just shiitake sti- we're just sticking to shiitake mushies i took my dyslexic little <laughs> sister into a japanese restaurant and she goes in front of everyone what What's the shit take? <laughs> and we all went, what? <laughs> it's very funny. The shiitake. The shit take. The shit take mushroom. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I feel like those kind of guys that may, like that you're talking about, they exist and mm. they're real and they're probably fine. I've met great men and I've met shit men and I believe in both. Mm. Yeah, that's... that's. And it's up to you what you attract. Mm. And yeah, I'm going to wear that for what that is. Yeah, but yeah, I think that, and and that's what I think. Like, your self worth has everything to do with what you allow in. Yeah, and I just think that education is the thing. Like, I could happily be with a f- with a five. Mm. I can't. Yeah, but you you would like, as an objectively beautiful person, you would have a different take on beauty to a. Person I don't that, look at men like physically. And yeah, I know no, that but sounds that's stupid. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying because you've got a different take on beauty. Mm. Not everyone can have the perspective that you would have on that mm, yeah and that's another weird thing where i'm like how are you attracted like i have girlfriends who i look at their boyfriends and i'm like what what do you see yeah i What's can't there? work it out and yeah. i go how do you because you know people attract people who mirror themselves a little bit as well i think like mm. you see in someone else what you like about yourself and there's been like lots of studies to show that and i go i that's wonder isn't it and i wonder what they see in them that they see in themselves what's mirroring there because i'm like you're not the same but you're not i don't know it's interesting well that's why i think a lot of like that's with conversation there's how many people do you know where you have a conversation with them and they're just waiting to speak so in terms of where you're saying like you just get with a person that you see yourself in that they can kind of give you back the things that you want to feel Mm. it's kind of the same as a conversation like ping pong yeah like there's some people that you talk to them and you're like all right, I'm going to listen to everything you want to say for, like, yeah. no matter where you take... And, I, fuck, I'm guilty of this as well, in a sense. Like, sometimes I'll get home and, like, I'll say to my housemate, how's your day? Full well not giving a fuck how his day is. <laughs> i got some shit to say. Yeah. I've been through some shit today and i just got to fucking talk about it. Yeah. But it's like, there's people that live their life in that state. Yeah. Of just talking at you. Yeah, and but, like, in terms of everything, too, like, the way that you said that you get a partner that reflects back yeah like what you want to Mm -hmm. get back yeah there's a frequency that you can meet and like there's some people that you meet and you go i know you Mm. and it's amazing like i met this girl the other day and she's awesome and i met her i was like oh fuck i know you yeah like i don't know how but i get you and she was like i get you and we were just like fuck yeah we're we're gonna be best friends forever yeah and it was like that and it was so cool and it's so exciting when you find someone who you can vibrate on the same frequency as and but to be fair, like there's the points in when someone comes at you with the same level of enthusiasm where you wear each other the fuck out. So yeah, by the end yeah. of it, we were like, it was like kind of sitting here and doing this where you... You're like, it's a lot now. We were like, yeah. it, we were like we've 
really scraped the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, yeah. And we left. We were like, see you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we texted each like, it was honestly so nice, but I just can't even yeah, keep up with us. That was a fucking bender. Yeah. So, I mean, those relationships exist not just in the opposite sex as well. Like, you can just yeah. meet people where you're like, fucking get it. It's yeah. a speed drive. Sometimes you miss it. Some people be like, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> I feel like I miss those things. Like, you got a 50-50 chance with a USB. And yeah. it's like, I don't feel like the results are 50-50. No. I feel like it's fucking, there's a real you'll negativity. You'll drop the shit on there and it won't be on there when you fucking get to Harvey Norman. No, nah, I mean plugging the bastard in. Yeah, to that too. It's just like, I'm never getting that right. Yeah. And especially with the Macs today, like, does it even have a thing? Yeah, that's true, eh? Yeah. We're going away from fucking causes in general. Yeah. So what's on for you? What's coming up? What's going on? Um, we'll end this on some uh, on some future projections for the next time you come on the podcast. Yes, I'll be a, be- a better version of myself. Oh, same. This actually kind of made me... Um, that's so nice that you just said that so calmly. What's that? I will be a better version of myself too. Mm. You just went, oh, same. Yeah. Um, so what am I doing? What are you up I don't to? Ha- I don't have... What are you up to, bro? Yeah. I don't really have... Um, I'm just going to work it out. Okay. I think that's just, it's like that whole, you know, how do you eat an elephant? I'm just going to take the steps. that I, I don't really know if I have to publish anything because mm. I don't have anything. I haven't done the hard work to publish the thing. Yeah, yeah. So i got to go away and do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I mean, I might get back into comedy. I'm definitely going to keep doing my music, acting something that I just do. Um, and... I mean, with modelling, it's something that I just kind of do for work, so... That feels like your trade, right? It's like kind of just your The deal. trade. Yeah. Soul trade. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an element of uh, creativity in modelling as well because you're able to portray something and, like, if you really get into it with someone else who's creative and you vibrate yeah. well with them, it's really good fun yeah. to, to just be like, what are we going to make today? Yeah. And that's fun, so... Yeah. I mean, and it's great to have Instagram and be able to be the captain of your own ship. So is that pretty much like you make most of your money through just Instagram? Yeah. I mean, I say just Instagram, but through Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. And I, I left my modeling agency, uh, when I was unwell on the back end of that. And, um, then I went and got better and I kind of just didn't really get back with one. Mm. And I've been doing freelance ever since, but, um, since the whole COVID thing happened, agencies aren't using international models unless it's for Instagram so Mm. for campaigns and stuff it's picked up so much and I I do really love modeling but um do you feel like you've got like a balance with it now because it sounds like at the start like there really wasn't a balance there like a healthy like in terms of like how we said like you fucking plant the flag it's like hey this is me yeah and I'll put on these fucking clothes but this is me yeah I was like like a got that now you know how like when you watch a twister like mm. one of those things there's like a place where it's sucking things up yeah it was there there was no like acute point it was just sucking everything up yeah and it was just like i was just this storm of just energy and not knowing where the fuck to direct one thing so yeah i definitely feel like that and you, you feel like you've got more of that like central point now yes and there's less pressure to make something of like i used to just think you gotta be the best of the best in this or and and that's like a healthy mentality to be 
in some areas, but like mm. I don't want to be a Victoria's Secret model. You can be a victim of striving. Like yes. striving's like a good thing. Yeah. But you can be a victim perfection. of striving. Yeah. It's the perfectionistic aspect of that. Yeah. So that crippled me a lot and literally to the point where I was like, I tried to be too perfect that I undid myself. Yeah. So, and like once you remove the the pressure, it becomes so easy mm. to just do something and do it and like doing it. Yeah. Because you're not trying to to pick yourself apart. And yeah, that was, that was a big revelation for me in modeling especially yeah because i can go and do it now and i can be like i'm here let's have some fun like yeah. and i enjoy my modeling but again jobs. i feel like that comes back to like that trust thing like you trust that yeah like maybe i learned to trust myself in yeah the like workplace. you don't have to control the outcome you don't yes. have to control every yeah every angle every yeah. photo every single thing that got well, done can't. because like because yeah you can you're gonna have shit photos of yourself yeah you're just like oh, there's I'm been good. billboards where i'm like what the f- Mm. I do not like that photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just got to deal with it. And then people are like, I saw you here. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, that's that fucked up one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There's going to be bad photos. There's bad photos of everyone. Mm. There's bad photos of Bella Hadid. No. No, there's nah, not. No, no, you're right. There's I'm not. There's not. No, nah, that was a dick. That was a bad, that was a bad um, example. No, nah, that'd be a dog shit photo of her. And her breath would fucking stink in the morning. On oh some morning, I bet. She'd try and kiss you and you'd just be like, get the fuck away from me, you troll. Are you, you know when serious? some people look like they smell? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You think she's one of them? Uh, fuck, wouldn't that be awesome? Just give us one thing, Bella. Just give us one thing. She's got like a gammy toe. Everyone has morning breath though. No one is... I don't let... If... if it, When I've had a boyfriend, there's never been a day where I don't wake up and make sure I'm fucking brushing my teeth mm. before the first kiss. Because mm. I know on the receiving end of that how much that really grinds my gears. Do you have mm. a pet hate? No. From a woman? Like if you see one thing in a girl that you would have liked and then you see her do one thing, do you have a thing that's just like no bye I'm out you know what I actually don't like what and I don't know what it means chicks that touch their hair a lot it's irritating yeah, yeah. that's like I don't know whether that qualifies as a pet hate but that's actually like a red flag for me yeah like if I'm it's a self obsession twitch yeah yeah I think yeah I think that that has I could be just completely fucking speaking out of my ass but I feel like chicks that touch their hair constantly so and like obsessed. flick I'm just like what are you doing yeah what you're like it's what fine what are you doing it's fine it's not windy what are you doing what are we doing? You good? Yeah, but it's like that because you're like, how long is it going to keep going for? Yeah. Yes. And once you see it, you can't not see it. Yeah. And it's just like every fucking two seconds. Some people are bad for that. Mm. But I don't, but again, that's not like passing a judgment Ladies. on a person. But that to me, I'm like, what are you got going on? Yeah. What are we worried about here? Mm. What's the fucking, what's the. Maybe it's perfectionism. Yeah. I think it speaks to something. But yeah, I feel like I just like to be left alone. Mm. If I'm doing shit. Like one thing that I don't like is people that assume the worst. That's what I don't like. Mm. If you've never done anything to make somebody assume the worst, people shouldn't assume the worst. Yeah. That gets fucking tiring. Yeah. But how much is someone who, like some people get beaten up to a point where they're like yes. in their life where they're yes. like, it's a fight or flight response. Yes. Yeah. And that's what uh, Nina said the other day when she was there, we were talking about um, like jealousy. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know that I could be attracted to somebody that I was jealous of. Mm. Because that jealous like there's a behavior totally. that's making yes. you jealous right so like i just think from a logical perspective it's competitive I'm like, jealousy doesn't make sense because i couldn't like a person where their behavior 
made me feel bad. Yes. So like I'm just out. I'm well, you're like, too logical. Yeah. It's sitting in the too hard basket. Yeah, that to me, that's like I just can't yeah. equate that in my head. Yeah. But like, but like she said, she goes, "Hey, there's people that have only ever felt that their mm. entire life for whatever reason." There's people that are just jealous people. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't have that perspective. Mm. So now I don't think I can have that same... I can't have that same view on jealousy now. Like, yeah. she just changed my mind. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck, something's happened. And that Where per- they've only had jealousy. Yeah. So, like, to me, it doesn't make sense. Mm. But that's based on my experiences. Are you? Would you say that you're... Have you, have you had many relationships? Like, have you... In your 30s? Yeah. 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 I've had a few, like, long-term, yeah. like three years two years would you say you're a jealous person in those no no don't have it in me what's your favorite animal this is my podcast i don't know if i have a fucking favorite animal to be honest i don't know that i've ever really thought about it yeah i don't know is that a shit answer that i don't yeah, have a favorite it's, animal i asked you a question you didn't answer it a crocodile okay why a crocodile because i'm from Cairns and there's fucking heaps of crocodiles <laughs> name three <laughs> reasons why you like a crocodile or like traits of a crocodile they're resilient resilient they're simple and they're effective and they're effective yeah they just get their job done resilient simple effective yeah they've been around for they're actually a dinosaur they're they're, so they're wise they're kind of like nah see resilient simple effective yeah see you don't have to be wise to be around forever just gotta do the fucking processes right favorite article of clothing um just a black t-shirt why simple simple <laughs> yeah why else two more um just because it's easy easy yeah let's say effective again <laughs> effect, okay <laughs> and your favorite body of water uh would be lake tinaroo why because that's where we just grew up going there it was like a ski lake north of cairns what do you like about the water like what is it uh biggest barramundi in the world was caught there <laughs> <laughs> i'm fucking serious <laughs> So, well, she's rich. She's so, a, hey, so there's that. So there's that. What do you know. look for? Fertile. Big Fertility. Fish. Yeah. Tastes like shit full of fucking mud and worms. But I biggest. love barramundi. That's like my favourite fish. Yeah, you can't eat those ones from there. Oh. So why do you like the water? Um, memories. Real good memories. Really good. So, so it makes you feel like... Uh, nostalgic, I guess you can mm-hmm. say. Like simple time, good time. Mm-hmm. What about the water, though? What do you like about the water? This is, this is going somewhere. The water's quite cold. So, so it's a bit like... Yeah, it takes commitment to get into it sometimes. Yeah. And then, so like the juices... Yeah, I don't have fucking fruit flies. That's like a burly thing, man. I got my it's a margaritas. Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah. Is that enough? Uh, like, did I give you enough reasoning for this to go where so it's So it's go? like sometimes you don't even want to get in there because it's too hard. But you do it. But you do it Because you there's it. like a reward at the end of it. Yeah. So your favorite animal is the way that you view other people viewing you. Okay. So the way you think other people think of you. Yeah. Which is, oh no, that's the way you view yourself. Sorry. So okay. scratch that. The, your favorite animal is the way that you view yourself. So you said simple, effective, and resilient mm-hmm. crocodile. And the your favorite article of clothing is the way that you think other people perceive you. So simple and effective. Which is pretty pretty true. I wouldn't argue with that. That's not bad. You didn't say anything embarrassing. And then your favorite body of water is the way that you view sex. So sometimes okay. you don't want to fucking do it because it's too hard. But at the end of it, there's a reward. You like it. And there's lots of barramundi in there. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cold. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Interesting, hey? Very interesting. It's a really good little psychological test. What's your, like, what's your game there? 
It's hard when you've just started to someone else because yeah, you're aware of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the thing. Enough. But my favourite animal is a leopard. Why? Um, a leopard is pretty much the most gangster It's fucking... It's yeah. just like when I look at a leopard, I'm like, look at that thing. What The way that they move, man. The like <laughs> jujitsu, like I spend a lot of time stretching yeah. like I'm a real like people get fucking sick of hearing me talk about stretching yeah because it's a big part I of love my stretching life. so to me like seeing a leopard like to me a great joy in life is like something being stuck under a table and I just do like an Asian squat <laughs> Like, this is it see simple right <laughs> fucking simple yeah, i'm yeah. simple look at me living yeah so i stand down i drop something i do an asian squat yeah no pain yep. hip flexors are fine yep. completely fucking chilling in i this resonate position. with that deeply and that as is an just, ex-gymnast oh mate that to me see people are like how'd you pick up that straw so quickly and i'm like <laughs> gym flexibility yeah but yeah Gymnastics so i look at a leopard and i'm just like motherfucker mm. you got that you mm. got that good, good. It's a bit like the... Uh, I do appreciate their athleticism and like... Do you like them for their beauty though? I mean, I think they, they're... They're that, but they're more than that. And that's what I like about them. Ooh, that's cool. Do you know what I mean though? Like yeah, you look yeah, at a leopard yeah. and you're like, it would be fine if you were that. But because they have a... You got other shit going on. They got other shit going on. But they're not a lion. And they're not the king of the jungle. They're just like their own thing a little bit. Mm. They're their own caliber of cat. I like that. Mm. I like that. Yeah, because they are. And now I'm realizing that what I've just said. Yeah, no, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I get it. But it, yeah, and then uh, my favorite article of clothing. I have this really torn up Mickey Mouse shirt that a family friend Is gave it a to vibe? me. It's actually not. Okay. It's the ugliest fucking thing you've seen. But it's so the comfortable, and it's um, it's got like. It, it was cool, but it got, like, too ripped. Mm. You could never wear it out. It's, like, trying too hard now. I could never wear it out. But when I'm at home, that's the fucking shirt. And mm. I and I put it on and I, and I get, like, a... Yeah. Like, it's just at-home clothes. It's yeah. my favourite. And it's got Mickey Mouse on it, and I used to love Mickey Mouse. So I guess it's nostalgic. Um, And it's, like, 12 sizes too big for me. So it's kind of like an all-encompassing, all-in-one kind of thing. Mm. I like it. And then favourite body of water. Every time I ask someone this question and when I answer it, it's always, there's a similarity and everyone says it's from like at home, wherever Mm. their home is in their heart, they say. Like for me, my home is the Gold Coast. So I'm going to say Gold Coast Beach, like Miami or... Yeah, okay. So you've got a specific beach. Yeah, I go to Nobby's. Mm. Am I going to get stalked? Yes. Cool. There's only 40,000 people a month that listen to the podcast from the Gold awesome. Coast and Brisbane, so you should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Blatantly in my postcode. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say Nobby's because I know it enough that I'm not, I'm probably not going to drown. Mm. Like, I know where to swim in if I get like, you know. In trouble. Yeah. So there's that. Um, some days you look at the water and you're like I do not want to fucking go in there that looks horrible mm. um, so I guess there's versatility in the way that sometimes it's completely flat and then sometimes it's a bit of a gamble it's real rough mm, but I definitely don't like rough 
water. Mm. I'm not into that. It's a sensual place. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. yeah. And I like it when I can see clearly. I like it when it's very clean. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I like about <laughs> the water. The water. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we just did three hours. Wow. Well done. How was it? How was your first podcast experience? It was good. I'm really proud of myself. Can I say that? Yeah, you did good. Because I was super nervous coming over here. Yeah, you were. And hello. Yours in a minute. Yes, it was really good. I I feel like there was like you can lock yourself up in the beginning for sure. Mm. Yeah, you got to work through it. You you need to earn three hours. Yeah, you really do, and especially when you know it's going to go for three hours. But I liked that I knew it would be for three hours because I knew you would be able to break me down to my true intention of coming onto the podcast or like actually me like Mm. my biggest fear was being portrayed as something that i'm not but when you have a three-hour period no one can put on a fucking game face for three hours that's exactly right that's what i liked about it yes yeah so that that's why i do it for three hours yeah because and you know what that's for me too yeah because I don't want to be fucking fake. Yeah. Like, it is so hard. Like, I mean, we've put out nearly 200 episodes. And I was like... Do you have the same conversations often? Mm. I probably say the same shit over and over. But, but like, unfortunately... Like, I really have scaled back my life to where there ain't that much shit going on. Mm -hmm. I talk about reading. I talk about jiu-jitsu. I talk about stretching. I talk about not having a TV. Like, I kind of do talk about the same shit. But, like, unfortunately, that's what I've got. Like, I really have tried to strip shit back. Yeah. And, you know... That's not unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate if you get sick of fucking hearing me talk about books. But, I mean, mean, it, it is what it is. But it's, like, I try to put way more on the guest and like so with justin i didn't really have to talk that much like he mm. he's like the the shit we talked about is like there's a fucking lot there yeah for for him to talk about with his business and all that sort of stuff yeah i love that but then there is sometimes where like you do have to give people more of yourself to make them feel comfortable of to open up or to share so like you do have to say sometimes the same stories you do have to say sometimes yeah. the same thing but yeah i feel like for the most part everyone's very unique and it's like that thing that i was saying about sometimes you can just go and have a conversation with someone and you just say what you want to say this thing for me has been a project of not doing that yep and i think sometimes you just yeah like there's some there's fucking so many stories i've told i'm like i wish i like i didn't really want people to know that about me like that's what i was fearful of i like i i wouldn't know if there was going to be any invasive questions or like if your intentions were pure or if I was going to like walk into something that I didn't see myself like I, the like you were saying before you were like people who think the worst mm. I have that in me but that's not honestly a natural that thing. shit makes sense like yeah. you fucking really have been through quite a lot yeah I've copped it a little bit that's not half of it but you like you just I think the best thing a person could do is like go through those things then come out and still have an optimistic yeah open heart yeah and don't become jaded from the experiences that well one of the things like if i had any um intention for this podcast was to try and just have a conversation from like a complete place of ignorance about yeah somebody that's been through an eating disorder and like i didn't know that fuck like that shit blew me away like Mm. some of the stuff that you've been through in that 
And so like I wanted to try and have that conversation because that's a hard conversation for me to have. Like I don't know anything mm. about that. I don't yeah. I and like fuck, do we get five minutes into this and I'm just like, geez, I'm so out of my depth here. Like I fucking don't I should not have started talking about yeah. this. So but I mean that was one of the things that that's one of the things I wanted to just do in general this year with the podcast is like have some harder conversations yeah. and try and like, you know, we've earned we've earned like a fucking massive audience and it's like yeah. okay cool like so i'll give you all the motocross shit that you want and all of the the writers and all of that but well, it's like, up to the people what they click on yeah but it's like hey like let's try and have some of this stuff too mm. like where we can learn because like you said one in three chicks mm. it's a fucking pretty gnarly number and you know like i've never had a conversation about a eating disorder mm. and it's like if there's one in three people that are going through it and if there's a guy listening to this right now that has a girlfriend, sister, wife, fucking mm. whatever, and it can make a difference for that person and mm. it can make, like, normalise this kind of conversation, then, like, I'd be stoked That's on the that. the biggest thing is is, no, is normalising the fact that it's 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 prevalent and it's, I think it's getting worse because of social media and the idea of perfection is... It looks more obtainable, but it's not a thing. Mm. So to reinforce that you can fucking change your face you can change your body like that shit is like but you can't change your hands feet or your dick so if you got bad ones of those you're shit out of luck yeah true eh? (laughs) way i don't have like i don't think i have i don't know everyone wants to change everything about themselves let's be honest but if you got bad hands or bad feet Mm. there's nothing you can do about that i got ugly feet i reckon you reckon? I think yeah. most men do. It's not something that men need to have as attractive feet. Mm. I didn't realise how prevalent foot fetishes were. I actually became aware of it and stopped putting my feet hectic. in photos. It was that bad. Hectic. Yeah. People, men, I think... I actually listened to the podcast with a girl who did uh, her OnlyFans Oh, you listened stuff. to the one with Renee? It was really interesting. You listened to the yeah. one that I did with her? Yeah. I Actually, that was one of the things that I was planning to talk to you about as well because I know that you're anti the... Um, I wouldn't do it. No, I couldn't yeah. do it. It would compromise with my morals. So I'll tell... Actually, I'm glad but you brought this up. I'm not... Yeah. She is 100... Like, I call her my friend now. Yeah. So, like, I had... A, I she was had, so honest. Man, fucking And I G. admire that. That chick is a fucking G. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for her. I personally am not interested in that lane. Mm-hmm. That ain't somewhere I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. But And, like, before that, there's definitely chicks... That, I know chicks that do OnlyFans where I'm like, fuck, you shouldn't do that. This is bad for your health. Like, you're not in a... And is this it good is, for anyone's health, though? Dude, Renee's fine honestly like i know i like i know her now some people are born to do things yes she honestly everyone has to do something yeah like something like everyone has to do one of the things that have already are a thing yeah so and i and i and i did i i did you get any shit for that like when you only from the girls who were doing it there were lots of people who were like i love what you've said and but i am not not aware of myself or naive enough to have not taken on both sides of mm. both perspectives yeah. because I had an army of like OnlyFans girls with fucking daggers coming into my DMs after I said it would affect my pride if I did it. Yeah. And I didn't say it in a in a nice way to be honest. I said 
um, I'd rather be a poor woman than, with pride than to do OnlyFans. And I can totally understand how that would have affected someone who was doing yeah. OnlyFans because I don't know what it's like to be someone who has decided to do that. Well, so, uh, I mean... I've never been, like, poor or that's never been my last resort. I've never had to go to to do that because I have had other things to do and I had to really reflect and go, that's just not your place and you don't have to be a, a witch about yeah. someone else's d- decisions because that's not my path. Yeah. And I had to really look at myself for that. And that's cool that you said that, but it's true. And I, I, cause everyone does what they do for a reason. No one's going and doing that because I mean, maybe they are, maybe they love it, but I couldn't Yeah. because something inside me says don't, and it's not you. And that's my truth. There's like, not everyone should be able to do it. No, I thought, like, on a, on like it's not my place yeah. and I realised that after I said that I was like this isn't even why am I even fucking going what am I going after yeah, like what yeah, am I saying yeah, yeah. and who's it for if Is it's it, not me then just, cool are you just on a moral high horse yeah and I was like well to be honest someone's uh, someone on the opposing side was like you wouldn't know what it was like to be poor mm. and I went fucking and also, yeah also I could show your photo to a thousand people in western culture and be like is this chick beautiful and all thousand people are gonna say yes so like genetically you just did good like honestly but it's like mental health didn't back me up there (laughs) well but see that creates its own fucking problems yeah that that's not that's not like a get out of jail free card like with every fucking light that you've got so like the light of being super attractive or insanely gifted in sports or extremely smart like there's a fucking duality to everything yeah. like whatever you've got on this scale on this side mm. you got on that scale on mm, that side yin and yang. so you know you've you've only had to deal with a certain set of circumstances yes. and you've got a perspective on that situation yeah. based on the perspective uh, the the things that you've been given the, the situations that that you've been in mm. man like so i know this one chick she does only fans i still follow her because she fucking uh, i've i never i've never followed anyone's only fans but she i followed her on instagram because she she Glad had cleared that up she had fucking gnarly acne like really gnarly acne but she's like really good looking chick and she just didn't give a fuck and i really respected the way that she posted the way that she talked about how bad her skin was Mm. i just for whatever reason i like to follow that yeah and i like to just see someone being it's very admirable when someone's so honest yeah and so she started doing OnlyFans. did she put makeup on for the those yeah so she started doing OnlyFans and literally just changed her life changed her life completely she was able to move she was grew up poor you know and it's like you talk about rich cities you think about it's like so you got you got a fucking ugly dude that's rich gets a hot wife they're gonna have hotter kids than Mm. what he would have had if he was poor with an ugly wife so there's like a statistically you know no but seriously this sounds like very like we are moving the uh, society upward. So that's it's fucking selective we are, breeding. We are it becoming is selective upright fu- beings. It is selective breeding. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So you go to like Mossman in fucking in Sydney. Sydney yeah. Where's the ugly people? 
Why? Because for generations, there might have been like one ugly dude with money that got the rich hot wife mm. and then they had fucking a kid or yeah. three kids. And then that kid born in Mossman around all the other fucking hot kids, they had a nut, they fucked. Yeah. And then they had a hotter kid. It's That's a, real. It's a breeding pool. It's selective breeding. Yeah. It's so, crisper, but with money. Like it's just... Yes. It's hierarchy crisper. It's economic crisper. CRISPR yes. yes. So that's what's going down. Yeah. So like, but there's people that, you know, and then those people are afforded certain opportunities. Mm. They've got money. They look good. Like your life's easier. And if you are ugly, you get a nose job because you can afford it. You can afford that shit. Mm. But you're not going to be ugly because your mum's fucking hot. Your dad's fucking hot. Your or you've got an anti-gravity chamber that you're sleeping in. Yeah, that's true. Like the Kardashians. They don't age, the Kardashians, by the way, I've noticed. They're not aging. Well, that's because they're all on hormones. Can I have some? Yeah. It's called HGH. You can get it prescribed at a uh, doctor in the Gold Coast, for sure. HGH? Yeah, human growth hormone. There's so Are much, you sure? Yeah, there's so much shit you can get. I'll be doing Why that. aren't we talking about it? I'll be doing that shit. Try, hey, fucking when I'm old enough, I'll be on all the shit. I would do that before I did a COVID vaccine. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. That's just been around forever. Dude, I'm not doing a COVID vaccine. Fuck that noise. Really? No way. I'm not being a guinea pig for that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just don't know enough about 10 it. 10 years time of a kid with a tail. Yeah, I need more info. Yeah. I need way more info before I do that. But yeah, so anyway, back to the fucking... My, I, I digress. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's women out there that like they can't model. You know what I mean? This, like, is, what not, I, this is my point. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really fucked up because yeah. I was self-centered in my opinion yeah well you know like you're just coming at it from one perspective yes i was very narrow-minded yeah. but and it's cool it's honestly cool to admit that but like so with there was actually one of the things that i was gonna say it's like there are chicks that can do it yes like she's changed her life yes. like her life is complete she's paid off fucking houses she's got investment properties she doesn't have to work she's and just if kinda, you can put your money into something else while you've done something yeah. with it yeah and she knows she's not gonna do it forever but like she's fucking even her friend like so she does a podcast she rents the studio her and her best friend and her best friend is like vegan mum wholesome like complete opposite to her wow. and she's just like yeah man I've never seen her happier never seen her happier she's got money oh. all the stresses of her life have gone away and like all fuck all the stresses in my life have come from just being broke as fuck and it's like as soon as I got enough money to like have my bills covered and, and yeah live you know, comfortably like live like, I'm like you don't need more than that though <sighs> you don't need more than that but you do get caught up in that shit though if, and that's the other thing when you get to the point like I was saying before with mm. even with the anorexia thing you get to the point where you wanted to get to and it's not enough yeah and then what so it's like what stop do you get off the train yes how long are you going to keep going yeah so yeah anyway the that whole thing with Renee it, it's cool that you got that perspective now because mm. I was going to try and offer that perspective yeah, just, no, from, I just from knowing her yeah. and man the amount of fucking chicks that have completely changed their lives mm. and changed the lives of their kids and changed the lives they have of kids there's fucking women out there that Let's have kids. Let's hope they don't have a fucking link subscription to... Yeah, I mean, fuck. I that, think that, See, that... Yeah. My brain thinks too much. Well, she's never going to have kids. She's like open she, okay. in terms of Renee. Okay. She, she'll never have kids. But there's some women out there that that have have kids that do it. But man, I feel like if I was like a fucking 12-year-old kid and my mum come to me and is like, look, this is what I do. This is how we eat. This is how you go to school. Like, I, I don't... I couldn't. I feel like I could be fine with it. I think it just comes down to like a certain level oh. of just like acceptance. Because what? It's just fucking sex. It's just sex. 
what is it what is it past that no but i mean for me i couldn't Mm. but that's because i don't have i've never i've never had to think could i yeah yeah true true i think i don't know Mm. i i honestly all cards on the table i don't know Mm. i just know that i you know what that's probably the best answer yeah like just not knowing but it's it's not like i've never even been on OnlyFans. i don't know what you're doing on there like everyone's doing different things as well like some girls might just be taking photos in in lingerie there's some gnarly shit going on. I don't know what's going on there as well. So it's like, how am I supposed to, as a blind person, tell you this color story? Book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so. anyway, that's it. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, not glad, like, fucking righteous right now. But yeah, no, it's, but it's cool that you got that perspective. Yeah. But I wanted, yeah, just wanted to say, like, from, yeah, fuck off. This fruit fly wants my children. I know, it's fucking off it. Um, but yeah, like, it, it, it is interesting because I probably would have had the same, like, opinion before I met her. And before she did that podcast mm. and like well it's becoming so common now that i mean bonnie my little sister she talks about she's 19 and she talks about her girlfriends being on it she was the one who told me about it in the first place and she oh. kind of gave me a perspective of what it was and that'd I was be like, worrying if that super, was the first place you heard of it too. super super worrying and like i also have the like a very vivid imagination where it's like if i ever did do something that i wasn't proud of imagine if my father that doesn't know me ever found that on like another platform yeah. and that's like another fucking twisted thought in itself yeah, yeah. but like i i think about like my little cousins like if if i, I know that she looks up to me because she wants to do modeling and she wants to like i think you've got to maintain a level of selflessness but I just I don't know yeah well I mean you've just got a certain set of morals that you're good with and that's they, me they make, yeah and they make sense but and I'm not yeah. saying you know and I did say uh, I said it would, it would it would compromise my pride but that's just a me it's it, that's my pride yeah, yeah. it's not yours yeah yours is yours yeah and I didn't say that yeah so I can totally understand the the animosity yeah well that's cool yeah. there's like literally nothing better that you could do in yeah. this situation than just say like oh yeah i should have said this mm. and then that's fucking that's enough yeah i definitely wear it mm. no that's cool yeah i just wanted to like because i definitely was of the same kind of and like i mean fuck like women have just been getting exploited mm. for so long in the adult film leaked. industry do things get leaked yeah, yeah she's got shit on Pornhub but she's got like a she's got like a fucking she got fuck you money for starters so she's got lawyers she's wow. got lawyers that rip shit down so wow. you know how they say like shit on the internet's forever Mm-mm, not if you're an A Gracie wow yeah she got fuck you money what's fuck you money again money to just say fuck you to everybody wow <laughs> forever yeah so you gotta think like wow. man that perspective like when you get when you go from being if broke, you think about that is crazy think man I, you don't know the like, women that have had their <laughs> fucking existences and their kids exist like completely changed by this OnlyFans thing it's fuck yeah you might have to take a hit to your pride but what's your pride worth if you can provide literally what is your pride worth exactly what's it worth if one you can, billion dollars a hundred percent because I you, want freaking sharks with freaking laser, <laughs> laser beams. <laughs> but yeah, there's chicks that their fucking entire existence different now. Wow. And if you don't have the ability to make that money somewhere else and you suddenly get given the fucking Willy Wonka golden have, ticket, yep. hey, fucking, I don't know what I'd do. That's all I'm saying. It's a very YOLO approach. Mm. If I, I haven't said YOLO. 
since I was 12. Has anyone said YOLO? I am bringing back YOLO. Yeah, fucking oath. I'm bringing back YOLO. No, but it is very like, you know, you, I don't know. Do you live once? If you don't, am I going to come back an ant in the next life if I do that? I don't know. Come back a leopard. Yeah. We've decided. Leopard. Righto, I'm going to feed my dog. Oh, yeah, sorry. This was great. I yeah, really enjoyed it. Me too. You really got it. You got good at podcasting through this. Thanks. You really, you really, really hit your straps. Yeah. Pulled my socks up there at the end. Yeah, no, it was good. I you, had fun. Thank you I for hope having you come me. back at some point. I'd love to. I'd love to have more to talk about the next time I do. Or accolades. No, nah, you don't need accolades. No? No, nah, just good vibes. Okay. Love y'all. Bye.